0: It's the story of three podcasters. Two hours to live and one bottle of UV vodka. In a weather experiment gone wrong, no one is safe from Frank Nado.
1: He's fucking of hilarious, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's got kind of so much of the mystery machine. I'm a pugilist, specialist. <laughs> oh, it's got a scratch. Nope, that's hair. <laughs> Not a whole lot. Good to be here, SDCC, baby. <laughs> I mean, you look at her, and she looks like she's wearing a wig. In this picture, she looks like she's wearing a wig. Gal Gadot looks like a woman in a wig. (laughs) The outfit is a taste-it, completely for me. Without... Considering anything as far as her ability to act as a capacity of Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's just so fucking good. Episode 54. There's already like 7 million parts.
0: It's a trap.
1: going to toss it, good to taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it, let's embrace it, Tupperware parties. Subculture spill over like a vulture carry over. Counterculture push over, pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's his say's already been said? Leftovers, sure. That the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. Are are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers.
2: Five,
1: four, three, two,
3: one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And and we're we're the the Leftovers. Leftovers. All right, so this week we are back to our normal format after we had our Guardians of the Galaxy podcast last week. Yeah. So, yeah, back to the old, uh, I don't know, the old normal show. Yeah. Um, have you seen Guardians a second time? Well, we, you we, I've seen it twice. I haven't seen it since the pod. Gotcha. Yeah, have you? Um, no, I, well,
4: I've seen it twice, but I saw it twice before the pod. Oh, okay. I, I've been thinking about the third time, though.
3: Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to see this one again.
4: Yeah, I think I'm going to go again. And and, you know, in fact, I think I have um, changed my decision on my rankings, and now I'm Guardians of the Galaxy ahead of Avengers.
3: Wow! See, yeah, that's wild
4: to me. I don't know. I just I thought about the movie all week. Um, Me and my friend have played a bunch of games, and everyone's constantly let's put on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack.
3: Yeah, and um, it's I think it's that new shiny toy, man. I do. That's what I think it is. I think it's that new shiny toy. Yeah, I did watch Avengers in between. No, this is your Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Like, okay, Woody, you had Woody. You had a lot of fun with Woody, right? A lot yeah. of good memories. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. And then Buzz Lightyear comes along. But I think you'll go back to Woody.
4: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't
3: know. Yeah. it's I, I like it a lot. I think Avengers is still
4: the best Marvel movie, if you follow me. But I think Guardians of the Galaxy is a better movie movie. Do you, Do you see what I'm saying a bit with that? Like, I think it's a bit more accessible to just whoever i think people that don't even give a shit about captain america and iron man and shit like that are still seeing Guardians of the galaxy and loving it see and i think it has that going for it
3: well yeah i mean but i think like what avengers had going for it was the momentum the momentum building up to it and i think even if you didn't like the thor movie or you didn't like the incredible hulk movie or you didn't like you know you liked one of them maybe you liked Captain America. Maybe yeah. Captain America was your thing. So I'm going to go watch Avengers. And you got your Captain America in that movie. Or like maybe you liked Iron Man. So it's like, I'm going there to see this. And so I think that's why, I mean, ultimately, Avengers did more money than Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is, is not
4: done yet, though. That's for sure. Um, it's already outpacing what Transformers has done. Um, it did not beat Transformers in the opening weekend, but in its 10-day is actually now pulled ahead of what Transformers 10 day was. Okay. And many people are speculating that it's going to beat Captain America in the 20 to 30 day range. The
3: Winter Soldier? Yeah, which okay. is
4: Captain America is the highest grossing movie of 2014 so far. Okay. And, and it's,
3: it and it may do that. And and I mean, but I still in my opinion, I still think Captain America 2 was a better movie oh yeah see i definitely am not in that camp because the villain was fleshed out a lot better in my opinion even though we didn't get a lot of winter soldier i think the villain was fleshed out a lot better yeah um i think the story itself was better you know I, i do i mean i the story was was great in guardians yeah but i mean as far as like the russo brothers coming in there and pulling off like this espionage thriller in a captain america movie boom they fucking nailed it it was great, and they didn't go cosmic. I think a lot of people just was like they wanted to see Marvel cosmic so long. People like Star Wars. This yeah. is kind of like a throwback to Star Wars, like you know when fucking uh, Quill's like his electronics didn't work and stuff like that. That's like that gives you that old Star Wars technology feel. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. it's not all bright and shiny like in Star Trek. You know they're not on they're not. You know what I mean? It's- shit's been worn out and old and stuff like that, and it had that feel and it was funny and it had a Star Wars feel and maybe this will be like Star Wars the kids that are watching it now 10 15 years from now yeah but as far as me like just looking at it critically and like what was accomplished they both accomplished a lot but i think as far as a sequel goes Captain America 2 so great i still don't think that Captain America 2
4: as is as accessible as Guardians of the Galaxy i mean i guess that's really my big point here i know a lot of To me, it seems like the people that don't like Guardians of the Galaxy or have like, you know, problems with it, or the really hardcore people that just don't like all the different changes they did. Yeah, how it's kind of fast paced and doesn't really slow down for exposition. Yeah. But as far as the general audiences, they're just loving this movie. Um, like a buddy of mine's wife. I mean, she can't stand any of these superhero movies, and she told me this is the first superhero movie she liked. Basically, right. And I think it's because it just doesn't have. It doesn't feel like you had to have watched six other movies when you're watching it. Yeah, and it really feels you know fresh and new. And I don't. Hopefully, it can keep that kind of flavor as we go into you know continuing on with it. I I have a hard time seeing it be yeah. as accessible. No,
3: and I, I, I tupper with the movie. I absolutely loved it. It's just like if I'm comparing the two, I just I right now at this point, if I if like you could have me watch one of the two, I would watch Cap Two right yeah. now. Over, over Guardians, but I love them both for different reasons. Like, um, and, and, and as far as my ranking goes, I would say Avengers is still number one. Uh, number two, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Number three, Iron Man. And then four, Guardians of the Galaxy.
4: Yeah. Yeah,
3: I'm definitely – Guardians of the Galaxy is
4: definitely the number one for me.
3: I just think that Loki was a better villain. I don't disagree with that. As, you know, than Ronin and – I don't know. I just, that Avengers movie, I, uh, to okay, to give you an idea of how much I love the Avengers movie, yeah. I saw it five times in theaters. Yeah, see, I only saw it, t- I saw it twice too. I saw it five times. I saw it, uh, saw it in IMAX 3D, saw it twice in 2D, went to the drive-in, saw it at the drive-in, <laughs> and then I watched it again in 3D, regular 3D. So I loved Avengers. Yeah. I could not get enough of the movie. As soon as I left, I wanted to see it again, and- It's just one of those movies that I keep coming back to, and I I can't tell you how many times I've seen it on, like, at home.
4: Yeah, see, I really feel like Guardians is that movie for me. I I just can't see myself not wanting to watch this movie just any time it's on. Right, like I, it, it was just so great to me. It was a perfect marriage of the music and what you were seeing.
3: No, that was great. And that it, it, was
4: a big part of how much I like it.
3: Yeah, I mean, they really grabbed audiences right from the beginning. They had like the tearjerker scene, and then they, they followed it up with laughs. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like they, they Tina Turnered you, man. You know, they slapped you around a bit, and then they said, "I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry, baby." Yeah.
4: Yeah, I just absolutely loved it. I ate it up. I'm definitely drinking the Kool-Aid on it. Chris Pratt is probably my favorite Marvel actor at this point. I don't think you're
3: drinking Kool-Aid. It's a great movie. It really is. It really is. But, you know, everybody's going to get something different out of every movie. You know what I mean?
4: I definitely agree with that. It'll be interesting, though. I'm really excited to see what the final numbers of Guardians is. Um, Some people are even speculating that it could crack into the uh, top ten grossing movies of all time, that it has that kind of momentum with word of mouth and how the critical and audience response is. Wow. So let's see. I've I've recently read an article that said that they may leave this movie in the box offices longer than they leave a normal movie just due to the fact that ticket sales are still coming.
3: Yeah, yeah. They could be out there for a long time. I remember Iron Man Three was out there for a long time. Yeah, exactly.
4: Um, Cap Two was actually out there for quite a long time. It was able to dodge the bullet, even though in you know in today's day and age, you get almost two blockbusters every week. It seems
3: like I want to make a prediction for a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and I'm not saying which one it is. Whatever, Let's but hear it. the movie, if it takes place in a Guardians sequel, if it takes place in uh, like an Avengers movie. The day Peter Quill comes back to Earth, we can all agree that it's going to happen, right? Definitely. Okay, I bet a hundred bucks that there's either going to be a cameo by Kevin Bacon or a cameo by Alyssa Milano. Somewhere in one of those movies, there's going to be a cameo. And I'm thinking it's going to be Kevin Bacon. Ooh, yeah. And I'm thinking that, like, Gamora will be involved, and it'll be really funny to see Gamora... Treat him as if he's like the Earth's savior. You, if you want to lower the stakes, let's lower the stakes to five bucks, and I'll take that. I'll take you up on five be- it. Five bucks. You don't but think that Kevin a, Bacon
4: you, will? You get a pick one though. You can't get. You can't have both.
3: I want you to take this bet only if you on on based on the fact that you don't think Kevin Bacon will make a cameo. I don't think they'll do that. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't put it past James Gunn. I wouldn't put it past him. But I see. I see. I see Kevin Bacon making. I see. I th- I think that this is like the kind of humor that they would go for. I
4: kind of think that's going to happen right away too. As far as you saying you're not sure when that'll happen, I think Guardians of the Galaxy two we're going to get him back on Earth at least for a scene. I feel like they've already dropped enough hints that we're going to deal with who his father is and the way he's going to have to find out who that is. Right. Kind of doing some detective work at his old home. I think.
3: Now, if he if okay, let's say Alyssa Milano yeah. is in one. Maybe there's a scene where like he sleeps with her and now now he can say that he's you know ridden both of them. That's awesome. So I def- for some reason I see her being in it more than him. She a- I don't know with like with, like like last week you talked about like That's uh, true. Kevin Bacon tweeting at James Gone. I can see these guys like messaging each other and being like, "Hey man, wouldn't it be fun if you were in our movie?" Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. How is it? 2017.
4: Yeah, 2017.
3: Gosh, that'll so, be right
4: around the corner. It always amazes me how how fast time flies.
3: Yeah, it's crazy because like you know it, we're getting Age of Ultron next year.
4: Yeah, just bizarre. Yeah. So, Ooh. Batman, Superman, too, right? Oh, that's that's 2016. 2016. And they
3: actually, they uh, we're going to talk about that, but they changed the date on it. Yeah, that's for that is correct. Mm. Sorry, I'm all over the place here. No, you're fine. How was your week, man? It
4: was, it was good. Like I said, I had a buddy in town from uh, Cincinnati that moved away about a year ago, and it was nice to hang out with him all week. Nice. So that, that was great. Yeah. No Frank this week. No Frank this week. Yeah. Um, he'll be back next week, I believe, right?
3: Yeah, I think so. He's talking about coming back next week. Gotcha. Yeah. He should be fully recovered right now. He's not right. under the table anymore. No, no. He may, he, he's actually still keeps crawling up your stairs, but he's not <laughs> under the table. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted
4: to call Frank out a little bit cuz um yeah, go ahead. on all the uh on a lot of our Facebook posts um he's been very adamant about how terrible Michael Bay is. Yeah. From uh, having the ninja turtle spray painting Michael Bay sucks to yeah. just all kinds of commenting about just how terrible a person Michael Bay is. Right. right. So um I went to go post something on Frank's <laughs> on his uh his personal profile page because right. I wanted to share something with him. And when I go there lo and behold I see he's got a Age of Extinction cover photo on his Facebook wall. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I found that to be a little bit odd. All the Michael Bay hate, and he's uh, promoting the guy's movie on his
3: Facebook page. That is weird. Now, do you think he has it just because of his, like, he's got, like, the Optimus Prime? profile pic yeah do you think that's the reason why yeah, i'm not sure i'm not sure you think either way he didn't think this through as much as he hates michael
4: bay i'm yeah. just blown away that he's got it as, as his as his cover photo yeah
3: frank we want to hear what the hell's up with that so, next
4: week you got to defend yourself so, well i'm thinking by next week he's gonna have gal gadot's wig as his profile picture <laughs>
5: yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, yeah so yeah frank nato yeah yeah we miss you frank yeah, good. so yeah, we miss you, Frank. It'll be good to have you back next week. You know, but, yeah, that Frank Nato. Yeah, that Frank Nato. You got to watch out. Yeah. The glasses are flying all over the place. I think, you know, we're putting drunk Frank on the shelf, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, we're putting that on the shelf. I mean, that's like, oh, man. Usually I'd say in case of emergency, break glass. But, you know, seriously, like as soon as you break open a bottle of UV vodka, there is an emergency. <laughs> and I don't know if I could deal with that every week. And so, you know... Me and Jake were talking about making maybe possibly making this our San Diego Comic-Con tradition. Yeah, I think it's a good
4: idea. We didn't involve Frank in this meeting, but (laughs) we've decided to uh, maybe make this our annual San Diego Comic-Con tradition.
3: Next year, I want to see him dressed up as Gal Gadot. With the fucking wig on. Oh, there we we'll go. And we'll do the podcast.
4: There we go. Well, I don't see why we have to wait a whole year to see Frank in the Gal Gadot wig. Oh, yeah. We need to make that shit happen, like, pronto. Yeah.
3: But I think <laughs> we need to make a San Diego Comic-Con tradition that Frank just drinks a whole bottle of,
4: you know, UV vodka. Yeah, and... Before we get to the San Diego, during Good Pop, Bad Pop, he, he yeah. demolishes a whole bottle. Right. And then we'll hear him react to all the biggest uh, news coming oh, out of I San gotta, Diego Comic-Con. Even
3: if I have to make up bizarre news, <laughs> I mean, we got to get, yeah. That, that's a good idea. But – of course, you know, like he needs to keep his iPad at home. <laughs> yes. Everything. Yes. We need uh we need to make sure we have paper bags on hand. Duct tape for restraint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe a like I don't know, maybe like a Tempur-Pedic mattress underneath him if he falls out of his chair cuz that almost <laughs> happened on occasion.
4: Yeah, definitely. We we need to make sure his safety is first and foremost. <laughs>
3: right. And and ours and ours. <laughs> All right. Yeah, enough about Frank. Um. So, yeah, I was uh, talking to my mom last night on the phone. Yeah. And my mom's, like, telling me how, you know, they, they've moved, and they moved to North Carolina, and they just installed DirecTV, and is going to give them, like, three free months of, like, all, like, the premium programming. Oh, that's what's up. To get them hooked. You know what I mean? Oh, I know how it works. That's how they do it. So my mom's talking about, oh, we got HBO. And she's like, oh, there's a lot of stuff that I want to watch on there. And she's like... Telling me she's like, um, yeah, I I can't I can't wait (laughs) wait to start watching that game of thorns. (laughs) 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 Old people are so cute man Game of Thorns. Game of Thorns. And I asked her, I said, what is this? This is like a reality competition for rosebush like (laughs) you know showing or something? Like, what is what's game of thorns, mom? (laughs) But I started laughing. I just started laughing uncontrollably. Game of Thorns. And she started laughing, and she's like, Don't worry, don't worry. I know it's Game of Thrones, it's Game of Thrones. I didn't call that. I didn't call it that to the installer yeah. so to, like like i'm gonna be embarrassed that she did that but it's just hilarious she's gonna check out jeep after that yeah <laughs> but i told her um i told her to watch the leftovers oh yeah and that she watched the first episode last night and then she texts me today she's like oh it's really good she's like i want to find out about those smoking people and stuff like heavy
4: are you are you doing pretty good on the leftovers i'm all cut up man it is a heavy show i love it <laughs> it's absolutely it's, it's great it. But it is so whoa, good
3: is it heavy yeah, it is. Oof. What about Nora Durst? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it, it, okay, can we can we agree that this chick is fucking nuts? Yes. But is, can we? <laughs> then why the fuck? Do, why the fuck do I think it's so hot though? <laughs> <laughs> is that fucked up? Nah. Yeah. You know? I expect that. From me, especially. Why do I always go for the damaged ones? You know what I mean?
4: That's hilarious. So, gosh. We should, um, we should go back to Leftovers when the finale hits. Fucking A. Just do a quick, quick 20 minutes talking about the whole season. Yeah. Yeah. I love that show. It's really heavy though. I, I was like four episodes behind and I, I mean, I had to watch them. Like I couldn't watch more than two in a row. I was like, I got to take a
3: mental break from this shit. Oh, man. (laughs) Watch an episode of Simpsons or something. (laughs) (laughs) You need like a palate cleanser. Yeah. You just need to like watch kitties playing the the Uh, keyboard for like an hour. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah. Nora Durst, man. Wow. (laughs) She's very depressing. At the same time, it's just like, wow. I don't know why I'm strangely attracted to this woman. (laughs) That's weird. Yeah, you'll have that. I don't know, man. Sometimes crazy chicks are exciting. Crazy chicks can be exciting. Absolutely. So, yeah, this is why I'm still single and, and failed relationship after failed relationship because that's the ones I target. That one looks attractive. When she out of her straight jacket, Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. The female Hannibal Lecter. Wow, she's hot. Yeah. All right. So, um... Let me see here. Oh, I had one more thing. Have you seen um, the pictures that Zack Snyder's been posting? Oh, the Star Wars mashups. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, and everybody was like, "Why is he doing that?" Like he did the Henry Cavill Star Wars mashup, where Henry Cavill Superman is like holding the lightsaber. And then, you know, did you see the Batman one? Yes. That's the one J.J. Abrams did. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. Zack Snyder's done two. Okay. There's the Batman one where Batman is walking on Tatooine. Yes. And he's got R2-D2 next to him. You know how he did that? No. He just took little figures and (laughs) then put them in, like, the sand. (laughs) I don't know if he did it in, like, his backyard or where he did it, but, like, he took a picture of that on one of his cameras. And so he kept tweeting these two. Uh, bad robot which yeah. is jj J. abrams production company yeah. and they responded with theirs i loved it i yeah. thought it was really cool. yeah theirs
4: was hilarious it was uh c-3po in the cowl basically responding to an uh, was an old Republic symbol yeah being yeah, shown was. into the, line, yep. the light yeah that yeah. was the very funny i commented on uh star star joe's post about that yeah say, oh they had one yeah saying that i really want to hear uh 3po's deep batman voice
3: <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> So, uh, yeah, hey let's move on. you want to move on to some good pop, bad pop? you yeah. got anything no nah, let 's do it. all right, drop that audio so, so this is the, the this is where we have uh, good pop, bad pop uh and uh yeah, so whatever, where is it? there we go it's time for more
0: leftover reviews with good pop,
3: bad pop. Mm. All right, Uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things we either watched or read the previous week that we liked or disliked, and we will be rating different things throughout the show. So, of course, we want people to be familiar with our rating system, especially if this is your first time listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. So yeah, here is the uh, rating system. Come on, Clive. (laughs) He's got to step over Frank on the stairs. (laughs) It's taking him a little while. There he is. All right. The
6: rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party.
3: All right. <clears throat> rating system, toss it, taste it, Tupperware. Tupperware party. So, yeah, we're going to... um we're gonna talk about a few things. Okay, Frank Nato related. I did watch Sharknado too. Yeah, well how was it? Wow. I'm telling you man. These movies, they're not meant to be good. No. The acting's not meant to be good. It's not supposed to be realistic. It is just so out of this world. It's like, it's so bizarre. And that's what I love about these movies.
4: Yeah, it's a, it's a live tweeting phenomenon. Yeah, it
3: is. Yeah, that, well, Sci-Fi had like, uh, they set a record for number of viewers with 4 million viewers when they premiered the movie. Yeah. So, I mean, and the cameos in this fucking thing are just insane how many B-list cameos are in this. You had Peppa from Salt and Peppa. <laughs> you had Judd Hirsch driving a taxi, of course. <laughs> Jeez. Andy Dick plays a cop. <laughs> um, downtown Julie Brown. Um, what's his name? Who Billy Woba. Ra- yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> um,. I can't even name them all. There's just so many. Damn, damn,
4: Julie Brown. I can't get over that. I wonder, uh, does she must look terrible?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> she's put on. She's got some mileage on her, man. But yeah, man. There's tons of cameos in this. I can't even name them all. It's just unreal. Um, Tell me more. Is Tara Reid still in it? She's in it. Okay, she's in it, dude. Yeah. I, can I spoil
4: Sharknado yeah, two? Yes, please. You know, I, to be honest, I never watched Sharknado one. Sometimes I. If if I would have watched it during the live tweeting, maybe, but after the fact, it's just like, oh,
3: please. All right. So the, the movie starts out, and they're in a plane. Oh, and Kelly Osborne plays a stewardess. Oh, great. Did she Excuse die me, quickly? A flight attendant. <laughs> I've been hanging out with you too much. Yeah, I know. I know. So, uh, yeah, she dies. Will Wheaton's on the plane. He gets eaten. Nice. And um, it's they start off in the plane, and, like... Of course there's another oh and then they do that um the, the is it the Twilight Zone remake where the where uh, um uh it it was uh what's his name from Third Rock from the Sun John, John Lithgow where he looks out in the wing of the plane and he keeps saying there's something on the wing of the plane Yeah that's the that's... Yeah they totally do that and of course it's a shark on the wing of the plane <laughs> Just laying on the wing? Well, like... Is it, like, biting on? It's another Sharknado that's starting. Oh, okay. And so, like, all these sharks are, like, flying around all over the place. And so, like, a shark, for the split second, just lands, like, on the corner of the wing. (laughs) And he sees it. And, like, they're like, you know, stop freaking out. You know, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing going on. If you don't stop, you know, like... They had, like, an air marshal on there. And he's like, you know, whatever. And so I mean the movie's just so bizarre. Tara Reed ends up like losing her hand to a shark. She's like shooting at the shark, loses her, bite, bites her hand off. Wow. And then um later on in the movie she 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 goes ash from fucking nice. army of darkness, but not with the not with the uh chainsaw. That's Ian Ziering. That's like his weapon of choice in the sharknado movies. is the fucking chainsaw. Okay. She gets like one of those uh, what are they like the buzzsaw blade? <laughs> like a, yeah. like a, okay, I got you. Yeah yeah so she got she's got that and so i mean but like there's a scene where like the winds pick up so much there's like not just one tornado in this one like like when they were in los angeles but they're in new york now and there's three tornadoes that are going to
4: converge now help me out here explain the science to me a little bit more how how does the
3: sharknado even happen in the first place That's a great question, and they do have that exposition in the first movie. (laughs) Okay. But me not taking the movies that seriously, I have totally forgot. Are the the sharks, like, cognizant
4: in the tornado? Are they, like, just, like, being whipped around by the tornado, or are they, like, flowing through the tornado?
3: They are being whipped around by the tornado, and they are still, like – you think, like, a shark (laughs) – even though a shark – is like a deadly creature. You think like in a sh- like in the in a in a fucking uh, a shark being torn out of the water and like y- being flipped around and shit. Yeah, yeah. You think that like they would like the whole mentality of the shark would change. Like, yeah, like just, holy, ah, give me like, the fuck out of here. Yeah, like like a shark would actually at that point be like a kitten.
4: Yes, like, I agree.
3: Like uh, holy shit. Meow. Rub my belly. Get me back in the ocean. Yeah. Not, not wanting to kill people. Still frozen in fear. I would think. Yeah. Almost. Exactly. Yeah. Like whole. Like shell shock. Like a fucking deer in headlights. Yeah. But instead, no. The sharks are still just wanting to kill. Like these are just like <laughs> bloodthirsty sharks being whipped around by a fucking tornado and wanting to kill everything in their path. So anytime like they come in contact with somebody, they're starting to eat them. It's like I don't think these sharks are hungry and wanting to kill people. But I guess I guess the sharknado it just riles them up. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy, dude. Because, like, I don't know, man. I like, I I don't, I can't see any other animal reacting that way in a fucking tornado, being whipped around in a tornado.
4: I'm gonna watch this. I, I promise you that by next episode, I'm pretty sure I saw
3: Netflix has the first one. You can watch it on on Sci-Fi. It's available on Sci-Fi.com. Okay, and I think Netflix does have it.
4: Netflix has the first one. I'll for sure at least watch the first one.
3: I got to see this. I've heard too much now. Second one's better, man. Even better. And they got, dude, like everybody wanted to do cameos in this fucking thing. It was huge. Yeah. Um, what's his face? Uh... Oh, the guy, Al Roker and Matt Lauer from the Today Show? Yeah. They're in it and they're like giving weather reports on the Sharknado. It's fucking hilarious. Mark McGrath is in this. Wow. There's a, there's another guy and they're at, they meet at a baseball stadium. You know, some shit's going to go down to the baseball stadium, of okay. course. You know, a bunch of sharks are going to arrive there in the storm. And there's this one guy that they notice and they're talking to this guy. He used to be a former baseball player for the New York Mets. So okay. apparently the New York Mets is the official baseball team for Sharknado. <laughs> That's kind of cool. But anyway, this guy's talking to this former baseball player about how he got struck out in the last game, all he wanted to do was hit a home run, and like now nobody from like the Mets organization or or any of the fans really give him all the credit that you know he felt like he deserved. all he wanted to do was hit a home run in his last game, and he got struck out well he 's holding the bat in the stadium as the sharks are coming in okay. a shark comes at him and he hits the shark with the bat. And it, not, it he hits a home run with the shark. Oh my god! That's how bizarre this fucking movie is, man. <laughs> There's a scene where the Empire State Building—not Empire State Building, but the Statue of Liberty—the head of the Statue of Liberty—yeah, <laughs> it fucking gets ripped off and does an Indiana Jones-like boulder where it's been like, going around and killing people. <laughs> and the live tweets were f- fucking hilarious during this. Like one of them was like, "Give me liberty and give me death." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, are you kidding me? This just, this shit is so bizarre. I fucking loved it. I love Sharknado because of its ridiculousness. I'm not watching this. No. Know. Yeah, exactly. I love it for the bizarre and just because it's one of those things in pop culture that just took everybody by surprise. Took the took Twitter by storm. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's a phenomenon. It is. I I think it's the most
4: live tweeted movie of all time. That's it's crazy. And they're doing a trilogy. Yeah.
3: I, I had to. I was going to ask. Are they doing yeah. a third? I have to yeah. imagine. Uh, Vivica Fox was in this. I mean, how, how, there are so many people in this movie. It is absolutely ridiculous. One of the guys uh, from Shark Tank is in this movie <laughs> and like some of the people oh Kelly Ripa and that one dude the the ex-football player oh Michael M- Michael Thraham. yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's in it <laughs> and I I think they give them the option these stars like do you want to survive the Sharknado or do you want to be killed like yeah. if I was one of these B-list celebrities I'd be like come on kill me yeah you, kill you me. gotta want to be killed Hell that's yeah. that's what makes you memorable exactly <laughs>
4: I want to see Carrot Top in one of these get killed oh yeah everyone wants to see that <laughs> yeah (laughs) i want to see a real sharknado kill carrot
3: right and there's like it's so bizarre because you don't really see like a lot of other fish in the sharknado Uh, it's just sharks there are other fish every once in a while like i saw like a squid okay like gets like you know smacked up against like a window but like every great oh there was a huge crocodile in this one in the sewer for some reason (laughs) which was kind of bizarre so in in this
4: one there's multiple sharknadoes did they ever does two sharknadoes oh, ever hit each other that's the
3: thing that's the whole thing like they've got to stop the sharknado from like coming in contact with each other at first there was just two but you know what sci-fi said fuck that we've got to have three we've got to have a trifecta of tornadoes <laughs> and so like when it was three that's when like shit really hit the fan you know that's oh, my blood started pumping right there <laughs> i was like oh my god this is crazy it's the three, third sharknado. to- oh, <laughs> three sharknadoes i can't believe they're doing this this film this film's so fucking grounded in reality i'd like to see like neil degrasse tyson or like a real fucking meteorologist you know break down the science of this movie i would laugh at them i'd be like i can't even believe you're going to even try to break down the science of this movie it's all bullshit and all fun just that's, give it a rest that's hilarious yeah i'm just curious at how it works i it doesn't really matter that it's
4: this grounded in science but i'm just excited to hear you know what the movie's jargon for how this all works
3: (laughs) it's great it's great if you haven't you know what if you don't like this kind of stuff you're it's it's either a movie you get you get it yeah you get what they're going for and you love it for that or you just oh this is stupid i'm turning this shit off yeah it sounds a
4: lot like um piranha 3d to me a little (laughs) bit of the same kind of scenario yeah where it's just, you know, real campy, right. dumb,
3: depth stuff. Right. So. I've always liked movies like this, though. Like, uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, I love Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. My favorite one was Attack of the Killer Ma- Tomatoes Part 2. Yeah, okay. And uh, it was George Clooney yeah. was in that movie. Oh, man. And there's a part, like, he worked in, like, a pizza place. And he's, like, you know, twirling, like, the pizzas, you know, spinning the pizzas. Okay. The dough. And, like, he spins the dough, and it goes flying up into the air. And that pizza, the dough never came down. This is the beginning of the movie. Yeah. At the end of the movie, when you least remember it – the pizza dough just falls on his head out of nowhere and just stupid shit like that makes me laugh that is funny yeah but google it kids imdb check it out george clooney did star in attack of the killer Ma- to uh, attack of the killer tomatoes part two those movies were hilarious they would trample people in the yeah. trail of red and everything. <laughs> god <laughs> wow so yeah that's uh sharknado as far as just being a bizarre fun stupid you know, movie starring Tara Reed and Ian Ziering, I got to give this a Tupperware just for the experience nice. of just me sitting down, be able to shut off my brain and just laugh for two hours. It's a Tupperware just for, for, uh, I literally laughed out loud within the first like 10 minutes of this film.
4: Does uh, Sharknado 2 have a, have a title? Is it Sharknado 2 something, something? Sharknado 2, the second one. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I actually that I saw
3: that hashtag a lot that night, hashtag the second one. Yeah. That's funny. So uh, yeah, it's kinda like you know, Naked Gun. Yeah. Where they did Naked Gun, Naked Gun two and a half, and then Naked Gun three and 33 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um all right. So um moving on. Um let's see here. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about this. Uh according to the rap, the host of um what was it the host of detroit's ninety seven point one the tickets uh stony and Bill show they had been t- uh, trash talking Aquaman and his possible inclusion in the film with the uh, Batman v superman okay the whole zack the whole uh the Zack Snyder film, and you know how like it's been rumored that Jason Momoa is playing Aquaman, and these guys you know of course Aquaman. You know, you watch Robot Chicken and you, yeah. know, you watch the old cartoons and like you know, he's on a seahorse and it's like oh he talks to fishes. Yeah.
4: yeah. I remember like the old Toy Fair magazine, the spin off to Wizard used right. to make fun of him in the twisted mego theater yeah. all the time. Big
3: Bang Theory makes yeah. fun of him all the time. So Zac apparently Zack Snyder, he was on his way to the set of Batman v. Superman mm-hmm. and he was listening to this and he called into the radio station. Oh, no. So I wanted to play that. Yeah, let's hear it.
7: We go to Zach on a cell phone. Is this Zach Snyder? Hello? Hello.
2: Hey, Zach, yeah.
7: This, this is Zach Snyder.
2: The Zach. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm on my way to set right now, and i was listening to you guys on the radio. And I just, you guys were disparaging a little bit. Aquaman, just a team. I mean, not, it didn't feel like. Oh, yeah. We cool
7: were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> we were questioning uh, who, why who, he's involved, yes. Who he could beat. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I'm not going to – I'm not – I'm just – I don't want to, like, give anything away about, you know, movie or anything like that. But I just – you know, Aquaman has some cool abilities, you know, that I think people are like, oh, what? Does he talk to animals? Because that seems like what he does, or fish or whatever. But I think, you know, the cool thing is, I mean, with Aquaman, you know, he's tried and, you know, people don't realize that, like, that can actually – could cut the flesh of Superman if – you know, they came in contact. That's a thing that's in the canon. Mm-hmm. And he can he's super strong because, of course, he can exist at these super deep depths. So when he comes up here, it's like he's crazy strong. But anyway, not to say he's in my movie or anything like that. i just saying he's. he's uh, but if he was, those were he the could, cool he's things. Bad. He, he has the potential to be badass. That's all I'm saying. And
7: hmm. now, is this indeed. I Zach would just on water.
2: Yeah, it is. I know it's me. It's, it's Zach. I called I call the radio. I <laughs> still and like, don't believe it's him. Zach, I'm going to set, and the guy, the answer, I don't know who it was, was like, "Okay, hold on." And this I thought, is okay, the I'm director. I'm man, never. i never. never like going to put me to it.
7: Well, uh, now is this going to be? Uh, are we going to be on your uh, on your radar all the time now while you're in town? I mean, this this is this is appointment listening.
8: We better not talk S about the movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. So, well, you can just assume that 24 hours a day, I'm listening to the radio. So if you guys yeah want to talk, While you're doing I'll be the movie? calling in. <laughs> I don't want to encourage you to. Stuff, so I will call him. Back well, to oh, wait, that wait, why don't you start. ask him the question you were asking earlier? Have you has he had any brushes this summer with Ben Affleck? Yeah, have, or you, have you seen
7: Ben Affleck at all? He's been around been town. town I, this have,
2: summer? I have seen him. You know, I, I do. I do run into him occasionally. Oh, okay.
7: Now, what will it take to get Jamie into the movie? We want to get him. Uh, we want to get him on the set. It's a lifelong dream of him. It's on his bucket list to at least
2: of course be an X. Some movie.
3: guy that we could give a rat's ass about.
2: I feel like it's not. It, it wouldn't be super difficult to get him in the movie it seems pretty i mean like the guy who called in who was uh i don't know who he is was like i'm in the movie i don't know why you're not you're on the radio It seems like you should be able to get in the movie well i'm talking to the director (laughs) i think you'd have a better chance of getting me in the movie than i would of getting me in the movie you need
9: jamie to practice screaming if he's going to be a citizen running away from danger by the way i know you now
2: better in this one second than i knew the guy that called in (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. So it's
2: like my uh,
7: resume. All right, well, uh, just show up on the set, Jamie. Oh, okay, and, yeah, uh, sure. yeah, Zach yeah. just, just, just call, let you in.
2: Just call over to production and we'll get you in.
7: All right, cool. I'll make that Look call. At that. Thanks, Zach.
2: See? All right, thanks, Zach.
7: Uh, say hi to Ben for us.
2: <laughs> All right, sure will, guys.
3: All right, so, yeah. That's that, fucked up. Well, I. No, go ahead. I, I, I don't know. Um if if it's really him, that's kinda awesome. Oh, it's him. It's him. I know his voice. Like every time like there's Comic Con coverage and stuff like that, yeah. I am always like I always wanna you know me, I'm a Zack Snyder fan. So and I, I think the way he gets a crowd at Comic Con yeah. kind of excited, he's a really good showman, um, in my opinion. And he's always been a Comic Con favorite. And so like that is Zack Snyder. I'm one hundred percent sure it's it's him. That's pretty funny. Good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome, and they were trash talking Aquaman, and he's like, "Yeah, you know what?" The director called in. I think that's fucking awesome. Very cool. <laughs> They're trying to get their guy on the movie, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was an extra in a movie. Oh yeah, what movie? Uh, The Informant with okay. uh, Matt Damon. Gotcha. Um, it was uh, it had to do with um, ADM the company, okay. and, which is their headquarters is based out of Decatur, Illinois, and so. <clears throat> they came into town and they, Matt Damon came into town with like, you know, his whole entourage and everything. And, uh, Steven Soderbergh, the director, was there. Oh, nice. And, um, it was, uh, who else? It was, um, Joel McHales in the movie. He was there. Um, and, uh, Melanie Linsky from, uh, uh, Two and a Half Men was there. Okay. The, the guy who plays Buster in, um, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. He was in town, um, and then uh, the guy. Uh, it was uh, what's his name um, from Quantum Leap. Why can't I think of his name? Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. The guy that he played, Brian Shepard. Mm-hmm. I've met the real Brian Shepard. Mm. Um, he's a, a FBI detective, and I've. I used to go to a gym and work out with uh, with Brian Shepard, not work out with him, but I, yeah, you I knew out guys in, the, same in the same building and I knew guys and I've talked to him personally before. <laughs> and they even asked him like, you know, when we were in the gym talking, they're like, so did you get to meet him? He's like, yeah, he had to study, you know, he had to study me and, you know, because he's playing me. So <laughs> That's so he, cool. he got to hang out with those guys. And, um, uh, he actually, you know, told us some of the behind the scenes stuff of like, you know, what happened with like his character and Matt Damon in the future. Because like Matt Damon played him like a fool. Yeah. And uh yeah, I played a um I, I didn't go they had like a casting hall. Okay. And like they did it downtown. And I didn't go to that. I just sent him my picture in an email and I got a call like the next day. Hey, yeah. do you want to be in our movie? We we're doing a scene at the mall. And I'm like, Yeah, I'd love to. They're like, You're gonna have to shave your sideburns. Because this is the, this is gonna be a scene from the 90s. We notice you have sideburns. You gotta shave your sideburns in order to be in the movie, because this is the 90s. A lot, sideburns are, yeah. you know, a lot of people didn't have the sideburns unless you were in 90210. <laughs> and so, um they didn't give me that part for the mall scene, which I'm kinda cool they cut all that out. Yeah. But I got to play a prisoner, uh, at the end of the movie, um and even in my scene, they, it's shot from so far away you can't see me. It's unfortunate, but like it's when he's getting released from prison. But I was on the set with Matt Damon, and he was like probably fifteen feet away from me. And it's at the end of the movie where like he's he's put on a lot of weight for the role. Yeah, and he had like
4: I remember him. He from was this role. He, yeah, he
3: was balding. And then the thing is, like I walked right past him, had no idea it was him. The makeup was that good on. Oh me. wow, it was unreal. But, uh, yeah, we shot our scene. I did, uh, I was probably there for two hours. I was the only guy that they brought into makeup. Like everybody else showed up looking like a prisoner yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in a movie. I got to get my hair just like, all right. And shit. And they're like, okay, you don't look like you are a prisoner. <laughs> they had to mess up my hair a little bit and shit like that. That's fun. And then, uh, yeah, I just played a prisoner out in the yard. Now, do you get paid for that? I got paid for it. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I still have the stub from like the, from the check. And it was from Caps Limited or something like that. And I still have it. I made like $200 for like two hours of work. And that's when I bought like – I bought some video games for my Wii. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, back in the day. But yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. They did a lot of filming around the area. Um They did the filming at the mall. And when they did the filming at the mall, like they had a bunch of trailers set up outside. And they – I, everybody was standing out there waiting for Matt Damon. And so I was like in front of one trailer – And I happened to pick the right trailer. Like as soon as the door swung open, it was Matt fucking Damon looking me right in the eye. He like looked me. He saw me. Oh, wow. And I got this feeling like I was in like an Jason Bourne movie. And at <laughs> any moment, like this guy could come up here and just like start kicking my ass, like, you know, Steven Seagal style. Yeah. It was just a very cool moment because like – and no, everybody in Decatur was really cool about this. Like a lot of people like flood him like when he goes to other places. Yeah. He kept saying like the cool thing about Decatur is that like people would just like say hi, be very nice and not really hassle him. Like he actually went out to eat at uh, Olive Garden. one night and like everybody there didn't get up out of their seat and bother him and he would talk to people at other tables and stuff like that joel McHale went to like bijou which is like a fancy restaurant down down decatur and he sat there by himself and ate his meal and stuff like that it was just really cool because like this kind of stuff never happens in decatur and it was just really cool it was a kind of a cool experience to be part of yeah that is neat yeah so all right yeah Going off the rails there. We're all over this episode. All over the place. But yeah, I played a prisoner. And we're, you weren't supposed to take pictures of yourself. Oh, yeah. But I had like a guy sneak a, sneak a picture of me in my, <laughs> my prison garb, you know? So nice. it kind of neat. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about um, there is, okay, yeah, a new miniseries. When you, I, when you think of magic like now, mm-hmm. you know, magicians that are out there. You probably think of like you know David Copperfield, yeah, David, David Blaine. Blaine, yeah. Uh, or if you don't have any taste at all, you might even think of Chris Angel. Oh God, I hate him. Yeah, and if you like Chris Angel, that's fine. I used to watch him too, but I, I just think that uh, mind freak. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think he tries to, pander to a different type of audience, yeah. and. I just, I have more respect for even like David Copperfield's showmanship and then, and then David Blaine for just being so different with like some of the stuff like he takes his stuff back to like the roots of like real magic, like escape, being yeah. an escape artist and putting himself in like life and death situations. I like that shit. He does a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, i used to love david copperfield
4: when i was a kid they used to have the prime time specials on yep. tv with david yep. copperfield i remember just glued in front of my television as a kid for that shit
3: me too like even if uh he was like on like uh, david letterman and oh just yeah. Like did like one act and i thought that was like really cool yeah I'm, I'm also a big fan of penn and teller oh i love penn and teller too and i love oh the bullshit show yeah i'm not the biggest fan of that there's some you know yeah but that's that's Pendelat. Yeah. i mean you know he wants to talk he's a very smart cerebral guy he wants to talk about shit like that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's a great outlet. Yeah. But yeah. I, I like it because like they're kind of like he reminds me of like a Joe Rogan that just like he, he tells it like it is. He wants to debunk shit. You know, like, fuck the bullshit. I'm not going to. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, there, you know, oh, there's a Bigfoot. OK, let's talk about if there's a fucking Bigfoot. You know, <laughs> let's talk about the afterlife. Let's talk about these things and break it down. That's, I love shit like that.
4: Yeah, I've seen it's it's hit and miss for me. Depending on the topic,
3: it can, exactly. be, it can be really good stuff. Right, right. So um, the there's one man though that inspired like all these magicians in my opinion. You know the granddaddy magician of all. Oh yeah, that man was Harry Houdini. Harry Houdini, and uh, the History Channel is going to be premiering a two part mini series about the life of magician Harry Houdini. It's called, you guessed it, Houdini, <laughs> and uh, it stars Adrian Brody no. as Harry Houdini, and then uh, Kristen Connolly from The Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Uh, she co-stars as Bess, uh, Bess the, uh, the woman that was Houdini's stage assistant, and then uh, he, eventually his wife. Um, the trailer is on YouTube. I definitely think everybody should check it out, but here's the description of the miniseries. Before David Blaine and David Copperfield, there was one man whose name was synonymous with being the master of illusion and escape, Harry Houdini. Houdini follows the man behind the magic as he finds fame. Engages in espionage, battles spiritualists, and encounters the greatest names of the era, from U.S. presidents to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and Grigori Rasputin. The drama will chronicle the life of a man who can defy death through his stunts, his visions, and his mastery of illusions. Yeah, sounds great. I can't wait to see it. Two-part miniseries. They're going to air in two parts in September, on September 1st and September 2nd, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, on History. Um And I mean, I think they're going to have things like with him talking to like people that think they're like psychic mediums and he's debunking them. And you know what I mean? Shit like that. I cannot wait to see this. Yeah, I'm
4: fascinated to see like the the religious people being upset with him about the stuff and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fascinated by Houdini too. Actually, I wrote a college paper on Harry Houdini. Did you? So I know, yeah, I know a lot of stuff, his death and the um, circumstances around that are really messed up. If you know much about how that happened, it was a stunt, correct? Well, he used to go around and, um, ask people to go ahead and punch him in the stomach as hard as they could. And cause he knew, you know, the way to tighten himself up for that and everything. And he would let Frank does that when he gets drunk. Yeah. He would just let people do that. And, yeah. um, that was part of his gig, so one time someone decided to do that without him being prepared for the gig. They, oh, they wow. literally just punched him as hard as he could, and that's what caused him to die.
3: Really? I never knew that. Yeah. It's really, I just always figured it was like, oh, okay, we're going to put him in a straitjacket, we're going to put him underwater, he's got a bunch of chains around him. Yeah, you it's know? really bizarre. Just some random person, just like, he was getting off a plane, I think. Question. Yeah. Was the person charged with murder?
4: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were, yeah.
3: Wow.
4: Yeah. So wow! I'm excited to see how all that plays down. I'm sure there's going to be foreshadowing to that. Yeah. I'm
3: sure it'll cover all that. Did you ever watch um, the reality show on AMC, Freak Show? Yeah. Did you watch that? I did. I, I saw some. Yeah. It's amazing. Like it's amazing what like. There are people out there that can do these things with their bodies or or whatever, or mental. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. amazing. Like like the one guy, and I know I think he's probably long dead, but like the one guy, they used to shoot the cannon, and yeah. the cannon would hit him in the in the in the stomach.
4: Oh yeah, I always think of the Simpsons episode.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
4: that's how do you how do you find out you have this skill set, right? Yeah, I've always wondered yeah. with any of it, like can into the stomach, swallowing the swords, right? Sticking the shit through your head or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah,
3: I'm gonna squirt like milk out my eyeball. Yeah, hey, I wonder if I can do that. Or like, oh, I'm gonna swallow like a noodle and have it come out my mouth, my nose. <laughs> exactly. And then I'm gonna floss in between. Just like who does this? Like the first guy that like licked that uh, that psychedelic frog. <laughs> exactly. Remember, you know, yeah. you find out about like like there's a frog that if you lick in nature, like. Like, it's a hallucinogenic. Like, it, it secretes, like, this, like, uh, poison or something like that that can make you— Who the fuck is the first guy that picked up the frog and licked the frog? <sighs> like, what? I don't know. Like—
4: When I was a teenager, I saw um, Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson, and before yeah. them, they also had the uh, Jim Rose Sideshow.
3: Oh, yeah. And that yeah. was
4: all that kind of fucked up shit, too, putting shit through all their faces and all kinds of just real nasty carnival tricks.
3: Yeah. And I it's, mean, it's like, How do you
4: discover those tricks?
3: Uh, did you see the one where uh, David Blaine learned how to, what was it, like, uh, drink so much water and store it in his body and then be able to, like, spray it out like a fire hose? <laughs> no, that's crazy. That was though. insane, though. He's, like, shooting water out like it's a fire hose. <laughs> He's a fucking human dolphin. It was bizarre. He, like, traveled like to, like, a third world country where this guy was doing it. And, like, he had a YouTube video. And he finally tracked this guy down and learned how to do it. <laughs> But I mean, it's just nuts. Have you ever been to a freak show? <laughs> no, not a real one. When I, but I don't think they do them here like in Illinois anymore. You have to go to like, you know, Venice Beach and stuff like that to see these things anymore. But like, when I was a kid and they used to have like, like, I don't know, like the Heart of Illinois Fair. Whatever. I've been to
4: the Heart of Illinois Fair, like, freak show.
3: When, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I had the choice of, like, when I was a kid, seeing, like, the – like the, the I think he was, like, the, the, like, the most obese man ever okay. on the earth at the time or something like that. Or seeing, like, the world's smallest horse. Okay. Okay. I don't know why I chose the really, the the obese man. (laughs) To this day, it's like, why did I choose the really big guy? Why why didn't I want to see, like, I'm a kid. You think I'd want to see the world's smallest horse? A little tiny horse. Yeah, it was a little tiny horse, and it was like a real horse, and it was supposed to be like the size of a dog, like a little tiny dog. Yeah. Not a Yorkie, but just maybe the size of like a little cute beagle. (laughs) I'm a kid. Why didn't I pick the horse? I picked the guy, and it was so depressing when I got in there. I still remember this as clear as day. All it was is like you walked into this room, and then you walked around and you looked at this really large man and it was just like the guy's just sitting there. He's not talking. He didn't say a word. Nothing. Just sitting there. And it's just like people paid to go see this guy who's like getting paid because he has an addiction to food. And yeah. And I left there like I think I was probably like five or six And I left there, like, changed. Like, this is just wrong to put people on display like this. Yeah, it is wrong. It was just really weird. And I I still can remember, like, what this guy looked like and everything. And to this day, it's like, I think that, like, haunts me. It's like, why didn't I look at the fucking horse?
4: Yeah. You know what's going to be creepy is that fourth season of uh, American Horror Story. Oh, yeah. They're doing
3: the carnival, man. Yeah, it's going to be all about this kind of stuff. Yeah. So... Yeah. Oh, wow. I can't wait. I can't wait for that stuff either. I can't. W- Have you ever seen the old, um, it's like from the 30s. It's Freaks. It, Freaks. Yeah, oh, definitely. It was banned until like the 60s. Yeah,
4: really controversial movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy too. Yeah,
3: it was like, I think it had like a limited run. But it, yeah, it's a movie from like the 30s. like Around the same time, like Wizard of Oz and stuff was coming out. But yeah. But it's called Freaks and it stars real circus freak show side acts.
4: Yeah. And you it's know, not a documentary. It's not it's, a documentary. It's like a story about yeah. them and they're in, you know, they're like it's, in danger. They're going to close it down or some stuff like that. And, it's
3: all black and white. Yeah. It's all like people from that time period, man. They had like, you know, like the, like the, uh, dwarf couple. Um, they had the guy who had like no arms and he had <laughs> no arms, no legs. They called him like the snake man and he was, it, they showed him like lighting a cigarette with just his mouth, you know, taking the match out, lighting the match, picking the cigarette up, lighting the cigarette. You know, just stuff like that. It was crazy. Man, yeah, and people it, with physical deformities. It was just really bizarre. Yeah, 1932. 1932. That's before Wizard of Oz. That Wizard of Oz came out in like 38. Yeah. And then this movie was like so controversial, it got banned until like the 60s or 70s or something. Yeah. And now it's like a... It's a cult classic. It's a cult classic, I, man. Def- definitely. Yeah.
4: Bearded woman and the conjoined twins. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So creepy shit. Creepy shit. Yeah, this is a weird show already, isn't it? This
4: episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we, I don't think we followed anything. We just, we just <laughs> keep talking about whatever.
3: You know what? Let's like, why just talk about Houdini? We can talk about all this other shit. You know? Yeah, exactly. What AMC? Is that what what you said? Yeah, that was Yeah, Freak Show. Yeah. Okay. The, the, oh the, no, the Houdini. His, what? History Channel. History Channel. Gotcha. Yeah, September first, September second at nine eight Central gotcha check gotcha. that shit out remind me of that when it gets closer i will um what do you have for good pop at pop
4: i wanted to talk about i have not really watched much this week um like i said earlier in the show i had one of my best friends in town um we pretty much spent the entire time catching up and playing Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U. Okay. And I got to tell you, I've been absent from Mario Kart for a while. It's always been one of my favorites, but yeah. I don't think I've played any of the last couple.
3: Last one I played was like the Mario Kart for the GameCube. Yeah. And then I played, the, I've, I have I was a big fan of the arcade version too. Oh, the arcade was super neat. Yeah.
4: But yeah, we, we've we been playing this new one all week and I got to tell you, it is fantastic. Um lots of courses best graphics i've ever seen nintendo do um the wii u of course is the first nintendo that has actually hd graphics yeah so it's neat to see mario kart in hd that's a long time coming nintendo seems to be always a little bit slow they were the
3: last system that had the cartridges man exactly exactly
4: so they finally got hd and it it looks really nice um it's, it's a really great game. You know, um, all the same items are back. The red shells, the green shells, the stars. Right. Um, complete online compatibility. It's really neat. You can play two players, can play online with other people. And um, it works really well. Um, I wanted to talk about the uh, Luigi Death Glare. And, uh, I had no idea about this until you showed me today. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, just... Google Luigi Death Stare and watch some of these videos. It is hilarious. Whenever Luigi hits someone with an item, he gives them the dirtiest look as he's passing by. He turns his head and gives them a look. Dude, Luigi, can we agree that he's gangsta as fuck yo? Luigi is gangsta as fuck yo. And it's really caught fire. Um, If you search Luigi Luigi Death Glare cosplay, you can see the video from San Diego Comic-Con where someone is actually cosplaying in this character. Right. And they're driving around, and you see other people doing, like, cosplays. And the next thing you know, they're hit by a big foam shell. (laughs) And you see cosplay Luigi drive by, giving him the death glare.
3: That's fucking awesome, And some
4: people... The video is really funny. It's about a two-minute video, and you see about... 20 to 30 victims in it and some people laugh but you can tell some people are seriously annoyed that this guy just threw a show
3: yeah it was cool like the video showed me like they they showed like you know like some like hard rap music (laughs) like get out the way (laughs) dude this shit was funny dude yeah it's very funny so i'm telling you google luigi death glare um i'll try
4: to find a really choice video and post it on the facebook page once this episode gets out it's some funny stuff but i i tupperware mario kart 8 it's a lot of fun um, I just decided to get it on the fly so we had something to play, and it is actually the first game I ever bought digitally through the system nice. where I didn't buy the hard copy because really? we we're all just sitting around, and we we're like, hey, we should play Mario Kart 8, and it was 10 p.m. You know, yeah. You can't go to Best Buy or whatever. And uh, so we just bought the thing digitally, and 20 minutes later, we had
3: it on the system. That's great. You know, like, those are the best games. Like, those games where you just play with your friends. Yes, yes. You know, where you're not playing, like, the story and shit. You're just playing with your friends, having a good time. Like, I remember, like, you know, like, in my 20s and shit, just, like, hanging out with, like, my friends at my house and playing, like, we used to play Mortal Kombat 2 for, like, hours. Oh, God. In Tekken. And Tekken, like my buddy Mike like went to rent a center and just rented for like, you know, a couple weeks. They hate that shit because <laughs> then they gotta come out and pick it up. But he rented like this, you know, 50 inch, 60 inch screen TV and we were just playing Tekken on that bitch, dude. Oh yeah. And, you know what I mean? Just, I love those games. Yeah, man. You know?
4: We used to play, um, what was the one for, uh, PlayStation when it first came out? Battle Arena Toshiden. <laughs> Do you remember this game? No. Oh, that was, it was basically Tekken with weapons. Okay. It was pre Soul Calibur, which was basically Tekken's own mm-hmm. version of Tekken with weapons. Nice. But yeah, oh man, I love all those fighting games. Mortal Kombat one through three, I right. played a shit ton out of. What was the
3: boxing game for the Sega Saturn? Oh, Sega Saturn. The dude that would, the fat dude would be like Rumble Bumble. Oh, Ready to Rumble. Yeah, I love that shit. <laughs>
4: yeah, the boxing games were great. That. Yeah, that was a, that stuff was a lot of fun. But yeah. yeah, definitely Tupperware Mario Kart Eight. Um, really glad I got it. Yeah. Uh, um. You're right. I mean, playing with friends is the best. I mean, and you know how Mario Kart is. When you're in first place, it gives you all the shittiest items. You're getting, like, the banana peel and the coin. Yeah. And the guy in second and third place is getting all the red shells. Uh, It's so frustrating. It's like you're, like, winning the whole race, and then at the last minute you get hit by the spiny shell and get, like, fifth place, and you just want to
3: get up and hit your friend. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Mario Kart 8. I'm going to have to play that. Shit, because I I love me some Mario Kart, man. Yeah, one of these nights after we record, we should we'll throw a couple races down. Hell yeah, dude! Um, Have you heard about this movie? It's called Boyhood. It's out in limited release. I have not. Okay, Um, I I've been wanting to talk about this for a couple weeks. Now it's out in theaters, and I've been looking for somewhere that's playing it. This movie kind of fascinated me. I was I was like, when I was a kid, I always thought to myself, why haven't they done anything like this? And now that I'm older, it just kind of doesn't make sense. But they have made sense out of this, and it was a huge gamble, and it sounds like it's really paid off. It it, it just seems like this movie would be really cool to, cool to watch. It, it, let me start off by saying that this movie, it has a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes from yeah. the critics, and then a 92% by the audience. So the critics are just doing backflips over this fucking movie. 100% on Metacritic. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I think it's got like an 8.9 on IMDb. Yes. It's directed by Richard Linklater, and... Mm-hmm and hmm. stars Ethan Hawke, Patricia Arquette and Eller Coltrane. They started filming this movie in the summer of 2002. Oh, I do know I do know what this is now. I just hadn't retained the title. Uh the filming rap though. It started uh 2002 and it wrapped in the fall of 2013. So you know why did it take so long? Was it you know post production hell? What what's going on here? Is it like that River Phoenix movie, his last movie that he was filming that <laughs> never got released and is finally being introduced into limited release in theaters? No, it, it's nothing like that. The movie spans twelve years of the character Mason, and instead of finding different actors to play Mason over the years, they use the same actor over a twelve year period. Actor Eller Coltrane. This boy, he starts the movie as a seven year old. By the time they wrapped filming, he was 18. Yeah. I think that's just that's, that's, what, amazing. Um, it is amazing.
4: What an experiment to do. And, yeah. And to, to be able to commit 12 years to making this movie. Richard Linklater is kind of like that, I and think.
3: I've never thought that they would do anything like this. This is just a, a slow burn. Like, this guy has the very patient.
4: Yeah, he's been making all kinds of movies during these 12 years,
3: and – obviously been working on this the entire time yeah, too yeah. so i mean that's bizarre very bizarre uh the synopsis is uh filmed over 12 years with the same cast this film is a groundbreaking story of growing up as seen through the eyes of a child named mason who literally grows up on screen before our eyes This drama charts the rocky terrain of childhood like no other film has before. Snapshots of adolescence from road trips and family dinners to birthdays and graduations and all the moments in between become transcendent. The film is both a nostalgic time capsule of the recent past and an ode to growing up and parenting. It's impossible not to watch Mason and his family without thinking about our own journey. I mean... I, I can't wait to see this film. If it was in theaters already, I think I would have seen this. Yeah. So did e- was Ethan Hawke on board the entire twelve years too? I think he had to have been. Yeah, I'm really I'm really
4: curious to see how this movie works now. Yeah,
3: and I want to see like the characters are going to age over the years. Like even Ethan Hawke over you know from the. 2002 all the way up until 2013. I mean... Yeah, 12 Years does something. I mean, yeah. you're going to look different. They don't have to add, like, any real makeup. Um I mean, these characters are going to change, and it's just cool that they use the same boy. And they were originally going to call this movie, like, 12 Years Growing Up or something. Oh, yeah. That's and a little then, gimmicky, though. Well, when the movie 12 Years a Slave came out, they didn't want to confuse, like, the name titles. So they called it Boyhood. <laughs> so, um... I, I can't wait to see this movie. I think it's a it's a really ambitious uh, you know uh, project, and, and I think it paid off. I mean, the critics are, are loving this movie, and it seems like the audiences are happy with it too.
4: Yeah, I mean, if this movie's a huge hit, it's kind of a hard movie to quickly duplicate a sequel. sequel <laughs> sequel's not coming for another twelve years, people. Sorry, right? Exactly. Adul-
3: adulthood will be quite a while down the road. Yeah, but. Uh, Man, I can't wait to see this movie. It's probably going to be one of those movies that we don't get to see here. There is a theater uh, called the Art Theater in Champaign, yeah. and if they play it there, I think I'm going to make the drive. Yeah, yeah, it's it's
4: crazy. Even in Peoria, we've got, what, like four theaters? And, and still, a lot of these movies we have a hard time getting.
3: Yeah, it's, yeah.
4: It's like, Jesus, come on. Landmark plays some obscure movies, though. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. It used to be Will and Oles that used to play a lot of the RT movies. Yeah. But they kind of stopped, and Landmark's kind of picking up. Now we're talking about local movie theaters. Yeah, like if anybody gives
3: Snore. a Snore. Sh- <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah so if you're ever in town we can, we can hook you up at the best theaters. Yeah,
4: send us a message on facebook if you're ever in
3: peoria illinois all right we'll let you know where to go all right so um i don't know why i'm gonna play this but uh did you hear about <laughs> what the fuck am i gonna play this oh no <laughs> well let it's me just, get my seatbelt on i don't know it's kind of cool um they there was an interview by MTV, and they interviewed Kermit the Frog about his favorite summer movies. I have heard, I, I
4: have heard this. I'm, I'm a huge Muppets dork, so I've actually heard this. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear it again. All right. Well, let, let's hear it for the first time. <laughs> let me hear it again.
9: Summer movie season's coming to an end. Did you guys able? Were you guys able to check out some of the big summer movies this year? Oh, I I saw Wonder. <laughs> Summer movie season's coming to an end. Did you guys able, Were okay. you guys able to check out some of the big summer movies this year?
6: Oh, uh, I, I saw one or two. It's tough when you live in the swamp because there's not a local cinema. But uh, oh, yeah. I, I did see Guardians of the Galaxy. How was that? Uh, it was quite good. Uh, so good. Yeah, yeah, lots of action and, and adventure and, and a talking raccoon. Oh, well, they got a ra- That's right, they got the raccoon. Yeah. I'm not quite sure why we never thought of that. You know. Oh, no, That's true. But the rocket could always come and join the Muppets if, if it doesn't work out over there. Yeah.
9: Does it go the other way? You guys are in the Disney family with Marvel. Could you have a crossover with the Avengers or the Guardians of the Galaxy?
6: Well, uh, just because it's you guys here at MTV, I'm, I'm going to tell you a little uh, behind the scenes. I, I did actually try out for the part of the Hulk. Yeah. Um, turns out I had the green. Yeah,
9: the green was good.
6: Didn't quite have the body. Yeah. Uh, so they went with Mark, yeah. but, um, you know, a good fan. choice.
9: He's a great actor.
6: Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Mark Buffalo.
9: Yeah. So one of the big trends this summer has been uh, animal characters in in these blockbusters, and you said uh, Rocket and and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Caesar in Rise <laughs> of the Planet of the Apes. Caesar, what do you guys think of these newcomers?
6: Well, I, uh, I I I actually thought Caesar was wonderful, and and I thought I should probably you know we can meet up and talk shop. I love his salads. Turns out he's only computer generated, so we couldn't talk. Yeah. Um, hard to talk to those guys. Yeah, very okay. transparent. Yeah.
9: Uh, what, I mean, what advice do you have for uh, newcomer uh, animal actors out there who uh, may look to you for inspiration? Well, you have to
6: be very careful not to get typecast. Uh, <laughs> me, at this stage, I either just play myself in all the movies or I get cast as like leprechauns. And, and uh, once I painted myself red, played a fire hydrant. Yeah. You know? Oh, <laughs> well, sure, easy for you to laugh.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, a lot of the... It was I like a dog.
6: <laughs> Never mind. I like to give advice to a lot of... Do you know any seafood, up-and-coming seafood? No. Just stay clear of the buffets, Mm. that sort of thing. Wise choice. Yeah.
9: Uh, For the people who stayed uh, after the credits of the Guardians of the Galaxy, they were treated with a little clip of Howard the Duck. Uh, Howard the Duck is someone we haven't seen in a very long time. What do you guys think about a potential comeback for Howard the Duck? We haven't seen him since the 80s.
6: Well, you know, I'm not sure Howard actually went away. Um, I didn't think I saw him in the eighties. I, I, well, it was a long time ago. I wonder if perhaps um, I should defer to Donald on this. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he probably is more in the scoop of the whole uh, duck. Good point. You know the foul acting community. <laughs> Good point. Call it yeah. Donald in this kind of situation. I mean, Donald wouldn't talk about frogs or prawns. No,
4: that's
3: you know? true. That's
4: oh. true. You know. Yes. I thought I'd play that. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I. I can never get over kermit's voice being such a big muppets fan it as a doesn't kid, sound the same yeah it's just not the same and i'm not a big fan of uh, pepe the prawn yeah he's one of the newcomers do you want to hear my kermit voice i can do a pretty kermit too let's hear yours
3: okay you do yours first
4: oh man i i'm on the spot now let me say i think i will tupperware guardians of the galaxy
3: <laughs> i'm kermit the <D>. <laughs> Yeah, that's my kermit yeah that's all i can say kermit the
4: I like to talk like Kermit. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I can get it better than others. Yeah, I have a couple beers in me, and I can do a pretty good Kermit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's talk about some other uh, green characters <laughs> that were uh, released here in theaters recently. <laughs> yeah. Let's Ooh. talk about. Uh, let's talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, let's do it. All right. So uh, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie came out this week, and uh, GQ. Caught up with, uh, none other than, uh, Robert Van Winkle, Vanilla Ice. Oh, I love this story. To ask him about the new Ninja Turtles song, Shell Shocked. <laughs> and, uh, we all remember that back in the, uh, early 90s that, uh, you know, Mr. Vanilla Ice himself had his own, uh, pop Ninja Turtles song. So. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go! <laughs> so, I mean, you know, okay. Vanilla Ice, he's. <laughs> What's he been up to lately? He he's been doing these home improvement shows. He was on a he was on the the surreal surreal life. Surreal I was going to bring that up. Yeah, he was like him and like Ron Jeremy were like buddies on that show, and then they had a huge falling out. And like like Vanilla uh, Ice like freaked out on the set and started throwing shit <laughs> when like uh, Ron Jeremy like betrayed him. Porn star Ron Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, dude. Wasn't Emmanuel Lewis on his season too? He he, uh, he might have been. Okay. I I remember, like, oh, my favorite season was the Omarosa oh, yeah. season.
4: I love Omarosa.
3: The Omarosa season with uh, the one, the, the first supermodel. I can't remember her name. And then, like, I know, uh, what's his name um, from Perfect Strangers? Balky. Um, 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 Balky, but what's his name? Bronson Pico. Bronson Picco. Pinchot. Yeah. Who, he also did, like, a... Home Improvement Show. What are, the, what are the all these guys doing home... Like, Vanilla Ice did the Vanilla Ice project. And then he had, like, a, the Vanilla Ice Goes Amish, where, like, he was learning how to do oh, carpentry from Amish people. I remember that stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, hey, what did Vanilla Ice have to say about... You know, because we all want to know his opinion on music, because it's not like he's ever... You know, ripped off anything from anyone. Queen, Bowie. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Let's go to the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle soundtrack master and find out what his opinion of this new song is. Yeah.
3: So he says that with all respect to all of the artists, the song doesn't really do it for me. It feels (laughs) a little artificial. (laughs) What I mean by that is that it sounds like a bunch of executives in the corporate world put it together. It really does not fit the theme of the Ninja Turtles legend. I think you have to understand and be a true ninja to possess the magic to really pull off the uh, off the secret sound.
4: Because when I play the word association game with Vanilla Ice, the first thing that comes to my mind is ninja.
3: Well, yeah, and then you know when he says that uh, it sounds like a bunch of uh, executives in the corporate world put it together. There's no way that a bunch of executives in the corporate world created vanilla ice <laughs> they create they totally created vanilla he Ice. he was a total product of that uh corporate world i cool, mean, cool as ice yeah that's not how he is man no. i mean you know like you look at him now he's like he he does like uh rap rock music and stuff like that you know what i mean he yeah. was a total creation of that time in the 90s but you know what it paid off dude made good money yeah
4: dude did and make he, good money and he
3: held on to that money and he's still living a good life down there in florida so but uh i I don't know. I think he's got some anger management issues, but whatever, man. I think Vanilla Ice is a good guy. Yeah, didn't um didn't Suge Knight like beat up Vanilla Ice? Isn't that the The th- rumor is that he held him over a balcony. Oh, that's right, that's right. And 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 like he was the one who started Death Row. Gotcha. And so like I don't know, man. Like Vanilla Ice has come out and said he hasn't come out and been like too specific though, man. No, about what really took place in that. He said like he gave him the money and like now he's like responsible for some of the greatest rappers that are out there with Death Row. So he had a hand in that, but I mean. Shit's crazy, man. I don't know what really happened, man. Yeah, Suge Knight, what a thug. Yeah, <laughs> he was down. He was uh, hanging out with Tupac when he got when he got yeah. shot, right? Yeah, he sure was, dude. Like, I, I seriously, like, you know, I wasn't alive when Kennedy was alive, but yeah. I remember the day when Tupac was killed. Oh yeah, MTV blew the fuck up. I yeah. remember being all over MTV news. Yeah, was that like- was like. That was like you know like like okay in in rock music in our generation it yeah. was Kurt Cobain but in rap it was Tupac yeah Tupac and Biggie yeah you can't forget Biggie both of them
4: happened within like right away of each yeah, other right it was
3: that East Coast West Coast rivalry yeah. man you know and you know that's the thing it's like I don't know man like Tupac was such a good actor too yeah Tupac was great. It was a cheesy 20, I think he was like 27 or something when he died.
4: Yeah, it was a cheesy movie, but I was like that uh with Janet Jackson, that poetic justice. Yeah. I remember thinking that was a decent movie. Yeah.
3: But um, to be fair, hey, I want to play both songs to be fair to judge them. Okay. I'm going to hear the Vanilla Ice one again anyway. Which one do you want to hear first? Do you want to hear Vanilla Ice? Let's hear the True Ninja song. The Go Ninja? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's let's kick it back to what is it, 92? Sure. sure. Alright, here we go.
1: Yo, it's the green machine gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Slamming it, jamming to the new swing sound. Yeah, everybody must move. Vanilla is filled with a new jack move. Gonna rock and roll the place with the power of the ninja turtle face. Ice man, you know I'm not playing. Devastate to show what the turtles are saying.
3: Alright, so that was Go Ninja Go, that was Vanilla Ice. Oh. Lyrics. Yeah. So let's play <laughs> 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 Let's play the new one, Shell Shocked. Which has like multiple artists. It's like Liz Khalifa yeah. and like a couple other people. Yeah.
10: They know anything go Check my Rolex. They say I'm the man of the hour. All is green in my pockets, you can call it turtle power. So about to get
1: in between me and my brothers we all around if it's going down it's just us all for one yeah you hearing right our business done we disappeared so night. came up together so we all down for the fight ain't nothing wrong with that family ain't nothing strong as that
3: all right, so that was shell shock. All right, so hey, are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna put this to bed here? You know, seriously, okay, no, we can't really put this to bed. Can we put this to bed? Uh, I don't think I can put this to bed. No, man. I mean, serious. those songs are both terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's like the worst song war ever (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's one of those it's one of those new rap songs that just
7: goes
4: like
3: for the whole song right (laughs) yeah i don't know man i i don't really even think it's worth our vote (laughs) we're not who who are we to vote
4: what's the worst hell which, which one of these songs playing over and over and over again is the worst hell?
3: Okay, what's your version of hell? Like, okay, you're in hell. What is hell? Which, and, uh, you're in hell. What is hell to you? And they're playing this song. Yeah, exactly. I want you to tell me what your version of hell is.
4: I don't even know like what the worst thing that could be being done to me in hell is. I, 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 that, you're putting me on the spot. But I, I think hearing the newer song for the next like hundred years would be worse.
3: I think that, in my opinion, hell is going to be like, okay, in hell, you're going to be forced to watch, like, Taylor Swift. No, no, okay, so there's no audio. Uh just like, you're just going to have to, like, look at Taylor Swift. She's there for some reason. I don't know. Just doing whatever Taylor Swift does. Okay, like, sitting on a bed and, like. Like reading her diary or on the phone, and you know, getting mad at a boy that hurt her and wronged her. So you got to watch that. That's like on a video screen. Hell is also gonna. It's gonna be really hot and humid and miserable. It's gonna smell like a perm. I think hell is gonna smell like a perm. Ugh. That's like the worst smell known to man. Like aqua net and it's, shit. Yeah, it's gonna smell like a perm, aqua net, and maybe a little bit of asparagus piss. Oof. Okay, like all those things combined for like the perfect Sharknado hell whirlwind okay the, the and then on top of that what song are you gonna have to listen to are you gonna have to listen to shell shocked or go ninja shell shocked <laughs> all right shell shocked is the worst of the two then yeah, yes yes <laughs> all right we figured it out <laughs>
4: <Shell-shocked>.
3: <laughs> i like how the, i like how the taylor swift is on mute in the hell yeah because you got to listen to shell shock yeah yeah exactly But you're forced to like witness taylor swift doing whatever the fuck she does <laughs> So, All right, so this leads us into, of course, what movie we saw. The Citizen Kane of the summer, right? Okay, let's talk about and rate the movie that came out this uh. weekend, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was originally called Ninja Turtles. You could totally tell on the logo that they just, like,
4: shat the Teenage Mutant on top of the logo. You know what I'm sure saying? Sure, they did. Yeah, they did. It's, yeah, they it's did. so bad.
3: Yeah, it was originally called Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. And they were supposed to be alien and mm. not be mutants. Yes. Right? Okay. All right. So, you want to rate this movie? Let's rate it. All right. I want to hear what your thoughts are on the new Teenage Mutant Turtles. Like, the movie, it stars Megan Fox, Will Arnett, William Fickner, Whoopi Goldberg, Johnny Knoxville, and Tony Shalhoub. It's directed by Jonathan Liebesman. Not Michael not Bay. Not Michael Bay. All right. Um, yes. Executive producer was Michael Bay. Yes. So let's put that to bed too. All right. Do you have any more thoughts on that? No, no,
4: no, right. no more thoughts on that. Okay. Um, I don't even know where to start with this movie. All right. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to give it a low taste it. I'm not going to toss this movie. I went in expecting absolute terrible and it was better than absolute terrible. Um, it wasn't a good movie by any means but if you're a fan of the ninja turtles i can see you finding some redeeming things out of this out of this movie um there's a lot not to like though too i mean megan fox was terrible she was so fucking wooden um she doesn't even know how to look like she's taking notes realistically it's it's really bad i don't even understand why she's in this movie um of course you know i think one of our listeners i think it was i think it was dan spiel I called it out on our Facebook page that there's going to be a fart joke within the first 15 minutes of this movie. Dan Seiple. Seiple that's yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I That's a pretty accurate prediction. Yeah. Definitely a fart joke within the first 15 minutes of this movie. There was. But there were things to like. I thought the chemistry between the four turtles brought a lot of the movie's actual humor that made me, made me laugh. I thought they did a good job of separating the personalities of the four different turtles. And I, there were some moments that made me laugh. There were some cute one-liners as long as I didn't try to poke holes into the plot the entire time. Right. This movie wasn't wasn't the worst thing ever, but man, there's a lot of holes to be poked into the plot of this movie. Yeah. Um I I'd like to I'll talk about some of that, but let's hear what you uh review the movie real quick.
3: Okay. Um what what if you had to take a guess as to like what my rating would be? I just want to hear. I think you probably tossed this. Okay. Alright, um I'm gonna, I'm going to rate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fairly. Okay. Okay. I'm rating this movie as a kids movie. Okay. Okay. Because that's what it is. Yes. It's a kids movie. This movie wasn't made for men in their thirties like me and you. No. Uh, that grew up watching the turtles. It's made for little kids. And I'm gonna lose a lot of credibility with my rating and I don't really give a Can shit. Can you get a Tupperware wear it? I'm not going to tupper at this movie. <laughs> I'm not rating this against movies like you know The Dark Knight and Taxi Driver or The Deer Hunter. No. Okay. No. This is a kids movie, and when I try to rate a movie, I'm rating it against other kids movies now. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. Ra- I'm not going to rate a horror movie the same way that I rate a, sci- uh, rate a science fiction film. That's fair. And comic book movies, I kind of rate them maybe a little bit with science fiction slash comic other comic book movies, but. You can't rate everything straight and narrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm rating this as a kid's movie. This is a kid's movie, and my rating definitely is going to reflect that. Uh, that being said, I'm giving this movie a taste it for kids' programming. Yeah. Uh, I actually had fun watching the film. It was fun. There were some great moments. Uh, the action sequences were actually pretty good. Yeah, they were. I watched it in 2D, and it was not distracting. The, yeah. a- the action sequences were set up well, and and um, I loved, I really did like that scene where they are fighting in the snow. I yeah. thought everything was really well done.
4: The scene where they were fighting in the snow was especially neat. Um, I, there was one of the laugh-out-loud moments for me when uh, Donatello flips the car And it kind of slow motions on his reaction to seeing it happen. He's like,
3: I've always wanted to see if this works. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he kind of snorts. He does like a Frank snort a little bit. (laughs) And to me, he's like, uh, he's like data from Goonies Yes, with all of his gadgets. And I got a kick out of that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the voice acting was pretty decent, I, I think as far as the turtles are concerned, they were all really good except for Leonardo. Yeah. Uh who was kinda stale in my opinion. Yeah, he was he's always been the most
4: vanilla of the turtles though. Yeah. He's the leader. Sure. And a little bit of the vanilla
3: one. Right. So um Raphael. Was like he, he to me, he was a mixture of Mark Wahlberg meets Ron Perlman. Yeah, he was like the tough guy with yeah. the, with the soft underneath. Right.
4: His, once you got through his tough tough exterior. Right. Megan Fox, she was horrible as always. I'm like, not going
3: to sugarcoat it. It um, was terrible. Like I said, when she was pretending to take notes, I, I was yeah. literally laughing out loud. You know, I think that this has to do with her not being, you know, number one, of course, a great actress, but yeah. um. There's, she's also really not good at acting like she's talking to something that's supposed to be on the screen, but in all actuality, it's not there. Chris Pratt, he, on the flip side, he did a great job of showing that he could interact with like Rocket Raccoon and Groot, but Megan Fox, she really falls flat. Like she's not even in the room talking with the turtles. It's like she's just there reciting lines and that really did affect um, the movie. I felt no connection with her and the turtles in the movie, uh, with her interacting with the turtles in the movie, and it's really evident at the end of the film when she's talking to them in emotional scenes. Oh, yeah, it's really bad. Um, I was not a big fan of Megadron, of uh, Megatron Shredder. No, what the hell? You had like infinite knives in that final <laughs> <battle laughs> season. No, see, the thing is that with the knives, the, with the magnet, the and magnets, everything. they would come back. But they came yeah. back pretty damn fast. Yeah. Um, but at least he was menacing and he did look somewhat like a version of the shredder that we grew up with. Yeah. Except for the, like the skeleton kabuki mask, which is
4: kind of weird. You know what plot point I hated is the, um, they learned their skills from basically the book being flushed down the yeah, toilet. Yeah. That was kind of messed up. I, I. I try not to be nitpicky like that, but it didn't have to be the same, but at least, like, let's do better than – they read a book. Who fucking learns to be a kung fu master from reading a book?
3: In the original – I don't know how they did it in the the comics. Yeah. The the Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman books, I don't know how they did it. I, I don't know what the origin was. So, yeah, take away my geek card, whatever. I don't know. But I do know how they did it in the original cartoon growing up on that he was he was he was a uh, Japanese man named Iroku Saki. Mm-hmm. and he got in contact with a rat that was also in the sewer um and he became like a a hybrid between the man and, and the rat, but he still was like a trained you know uh ninja you know, and that's how he learned it all and that and and but he had like this past with you know shredder, yes, and so I thought that was cool and then in the nineties film he was he started off a rat that was owned by the shredder yes and he would watch shredder fight and he would like they showed a they showed him practicing practicing in his cage yeah and it was just ridiculous i still like that better than
4: a book at least he had a live demonstration to watch
3: how did splinter look on screen to you did he look the worst out of all the cg characters yeah he He looked looked horrible he
4: does look horrible i saw someone online that made a horrible joke that said that they uh Ran out of money when they got to the CG for Megan Fox's face. It was it was the worst looking CG in the movie.
3: Ouch! Yeah, I was like, oh man. Um, the kids in my audience, though, this. This does play into my rating. The kids in, the my, in my audience, they were captivated, and they really loved the movie. There was a lot of laughs. So. kids in my audience loved it, too. I, I think this movie is doing its job as far as, like, getting a whole new younger audience loving the Turtles, and that's why I'm giving this movie a taste. Of it. And I did have fun watching it, and I actually enjoyed it, and I did laugh.
4: I enjoyed it, too. I did not want to see this movie and Me wa- either. and walked
3: away thinking that was pretty charming. And that I was think, pretty funny. Yeah, because, like, and, but I want to say, and the fucked up thing about this is dude it's like i want to see where they go from here because uh, there were some easter eggs dropped in this movie the mutagen is alien yeah. so if you've got the connection there we're talking about dimension x mm-hmm. we could see krang we could see neutrinos well for we're gonna for sure see krang i think we need to see a fully realized live action version of rock steady and b Reebok, Bebop, Re Reebok, yeah. Reebok. Yeah, we need to see, Reebok and Nike. Yeah, we need to see a rhino wearing Reebok shoes. No, we need to see Rocksteady and Bebop. I want to see them in a fucking film. I want to see them. I want to see them huge too. Like I want to see like them walking down the street, just gigantic. I want to see them dumb like they were in the fucking cartoon, though. Yes, but that's what I want to see. I think that's what I. I think we all want to see Krang. We all want to see Dimension X. Mm -hmm. I want to see neutrinos. I want, you know what I mean? And I don't want the shit to look like Men in Black 2 where they're flying around in like, you know, Agent K and Agent J's car. (laughs) I agree. But I want it to be, you know what I mean? It's a fucking kids movie. We, I have, seriously, I have to get over this. I have to get over this. This is not made for me. No. This movie was not made for a fucking 36 year old man that grew up on the turtles. It's made for a new wave of children. And the movie did its job when it comes to that. It It, did. And I think a lot of people look at it as like, oh, they're going to fuck up the Turtles. They're going to fuck up this. They're going to fuck up that. You know, I mean, there's different iterations of everything. We can't have – we can never have what we had back in the early 90s. I agree. That was our Turtles. That was our time. I st-
4: it's our time. time. It's our time down here. Exactly. This is
3: my Goonies moment, okay? Yeah. Let me hit my fucking inhaler now. But you know what I'm saying? This is our moment down here. Up there, it's their moment. But, you know, we had our turtles, and I love the turtles that we grew up on, but. Man, you, you, sometimes you just got to let go and say we're not always going to get what you want.
4: And this movie was still entertaining for adults, and that's what I yeah. what I liked about it. I mean, yeah. there was definitely jokes that were geared towards adults and not for 8-year-olds. Yeah. Like, I laughed a lot when uh, Michelangelo near death was saying that he uh, never understood the ending to Lost.
3: Yeah. And I think that was a laugh for <laughs> right. me
4: and not for an 8-year-old. Right,
3: and, and I did laugh. Yeah. So, and, you know, <laughs> her feeding them pieces of pizza as they
4: little <laughs> yeah that was ridiculous yeah. and who didn't know that what's what's the guy's name that was um what's it from terra nova and all kinds of other stuff what the the bad guy that was working with shredder what was his character name
3: william Fickner?
4: yeah yeah but- he, we all knew he was the bad guy like right away right oh, sure i mean i think even eight-year-olds knew that he was the bad guy
3: right away yeah and so that was kind of a oh what a reveal <laughs> yeah I, I did not like the way the turtles looked like when they were kids though they looked really weird they did
4: look weird yeah so
3: yeah it wasn't it was better than terrible I enjoyed it yeah
4: I, I'll probably never watch it again but I'll watch a Ninja Turtles too I am
3: gonna lose so much fucking credibility after my rating but i will i will watch this goddamn movie again (laughs) (laughs) fuck
4: it (laughs) brian's gonna have a ninja turtle shirt on next week
3: i'm gonna get so much shit for this and i don't care see that's the thing it's like i could come on here and lie to you and be like oh i tossed this movie this movie's a piece of shit blah 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 but i this is fucking real i i actually had (laughs) i had a I wanted to hate this movie so much that I actually <laughs> enjoyed it. I did too. It was funny. I laughed at least a dozen times during this movie. <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing though. I'm losing all credibility. You're not losing any credibility. Bullshit. No. I am going to get so much fucking shit for this. You can't lose what you don't have. That's true. I did admit, <laughs> I did admit in previous episodes that I'm a big fan of the uh, Melissa Joan Hart, Joey Lawrence, uh, Melissa and Joey TV show. So. Yeah. That's a worse crime than this by far don't bash <laughs> don't bash they, they they finally got it on in an episode and whoa that, whoa yeah, yeah that was like that that was like that who's the boss you know Tony Danza Angela, uh, Angela scene oh right. yeah uh-uh. it finally happened so yeah alright guys um, Jake do you have any I don't know if you have anything else for good pop bad pop but I have one more thing let's do it let's do it one more thing for me yeah all right, Chris Pratt. Uh, back in two thousand and nine, when Yay. he was starting, you know, Parks and Rec. Yeah, and we all loved Chris Pratt in uh, you know his role as Star Lord. Oh yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. So I love him in Parks too. You know what? That Parks and Rec stuff. I need to start watching that. I love Parks and Rec. After this, like, and you know, I'm a big fan of uh, what's her face from SNL. Um, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Yeah, she. Oh, speaking of Will Arnett from. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they they got divorced, didn't they? They did get divorced. Yeah, that's unfortunate. They were such a weird kind of couple anyway. But I just thought, man, you know, I can't imagine these two at home, you know? I bet it's just hilarious. <laughs> kind of, it would be hilarious. Do they have kids together? I don't know much about I don't, their marriage. I think they do have kids. Oh, wow. I do. I think they have kids. But, yeah, I love... Oh, what about Tarim Killam from oh. SNL? He was in... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He yeah, played, he was one of the, like, reporter guys or yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's the asshole to Megan yeah, Fox. That was funny. You know, he's with, uh, he's engaged or married or, to, uh, or dating, uh, Kobe Smolders from, uh, she's Maria Hill. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I love Taron Killam. Oh, I, he's so funny.
4: I really thought last year was gonna be his breakout year on SNL, but yeah, he didn't really do as much as I thought they'd give him.
3: And then a lot of people thought that, what's his name? Pharaoh. Um, Jay Farrow. That he, it was going to be his breakout year too. Like he was going to be the next Eddie Murphy and they gave him a lot more and he fell flat. Yeah. It was, um, Kate McKinnon is whose breakout year it was. Comedy Central is getting a lot of people that should be on SNL yeah. on Comedy Central and like Key and Peele, Holy fuck. Those dudes are funny as hell. Well, we're, we're getting off topic here, but it's going to be an interesting year for
4: SNL cause they kind of had a bit of a fire sale. At yeah. the end of this last season got, yeah. got rid of a lot of people. So yeah. we're gonna have some new blood next season. Yeah.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it next season. I'm gonna give it a shot. I, I fell off last season after I've been watching for like four or five. So. Yeah, I watch I'm a big
4: SNL fan. I watch every episode even during the darkest timeline.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> but you know the fucked up thing about that is like back in the nineties, they were saying like the Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, all that stuff was horrible. And now yeah. we look fondly back on that, like with David Spade and stuff like that. And it was getting low ratings back then. Yeah. But there was a lot of filler. Yeah, there was a lot of bullshit filler. Like people only remember like the Chip and Dale's, like you know <laughs> Patrick Swayze, Chris Farley dance off. Like, yeah, they only remember Wayne's World. Wayne's World. But like there was a lot of shit that sucked
4: back then, though. Yeah, for sure. There's always hit and miss sketches on SNL. We were talking well, about we're off topic. Yeah, huh?
3: we're talking. Okay, we're gonna talk about Chris Pratt. He was filming some behind the scenes stuff while working on Parks and Recreation back in 2009 for like I probably like like DVD extras and shit. Yeah. And he's always been a huge fan of Jurassic Park, and he kind of loosely predicted that he'd be starring in a Jurassic Park movie jokingly. Yeah. And I wanted to play this.
0: Hi. My name's Chris Pratt, and I'll be shooting footage behind (laughs) the scenes for parks and recreation. Man, I just got a text message. From Steven Spielberg. God, it's so annoying. Uh. (laughs) Sorry, Steven. I was asked by Parks and Recreation slash NBC to do behind the scenes. Which is to say, everyone else was asked and said no. But I... Have no shame, <laughs> as you know, by the endless gift baskets. I'll have to get back to you later about Jurassic Park
8: 4.
3: Boom. Boom. That's crazy, though, man. It is crazy. Yeah, 2009, this is like... You know, four or five years before he was even cast in this movie. Yeah, before he was even able to even get roles like that. Dude, you know for a fucking fact that the people at Universal are doing backflips after the performance that Chris Pratt pulled off in Guardians of the Galaxy that they snagged this guy for Jurassic Park. You know what? I mean, that right there adds so many more people going to see this movie. People that have seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Definitely you're going to want to see up a follow up film, especially because it's with a franchise like Jurassic Park. I agree. A lot is going to depend on how they utilize them in the film and how the first trailer trailers perform for audiences, but that's a positive step in the direction of Jurassic Park for Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. Chris Pratt's like the biggest star of the year. Practically,
4: it feels like he's just everywhere now. Right. Have you seen this other story that's been going around this week with Chris Pratt where um, on the radio show he was talking about what his awesome mix was as a child? And he was saying that it would be um, Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001 album. No. <laughs> and um, the people were laughing at him and everything. And he right. goes, no, no, it's true. He goes, all we used to do is smoke weed and listen to Chronic 2001. And I know every lyric to every song. And, and the guy on the radio station oh, yeah, says, yeah, yeah, prove yeah. it. Yeah. And he word for word does uh, Eminem's verses from Forgot About Dre.
3: That's awesome. We should
4: get that audio on the break and play that. Yeah. It is hilarious. I can find it in like 30 seconds. I'll play it. Yeah. let's. We'll take a break. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta do my thing anyway.
3: Right. All right. We'll be back. Um, we're gonna come back. We're gonna start uh, with the pop culture leftover news, but we're gonna break and we're gonna play that.
10: Why hip hop artists do you blast off? Or, or, or are you into EDM and stuff like that? You, you like all that jumping and wiggling the white people dance shit? Or
8: oh yeah, I'm yeah oh yeah big time <laughs> the, the white people dance <laughs> shit. Can't you tell? Um, you know, I, you know when 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 I remember when. Eminem first came out with his album in Chronic 2001, around that time, came oh, out. Oh, wow. That was, that was kind of like my Peter Quill mix. I listened to that. Me and my friend lived in a van in Maui, and we listened to that and smoked weed every day. Get the fuck
9: every out of here, day. Chris. I, I know every, every, every I'm, about to, I'm about to call Marshall.
8: <laughs> Let's Dude, go. Then, I tell you what, I know every word to, <laughs> to that album. I, you, prove it. Prove it. What do you want me to say? Nowadays, everybody wanna talk, but they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move the lips. It's just a bunch of jibber fridge. Motherfuckers act that they forgot about Dre. So, what do you say to somebody you hate? What? Anyone trying to make trouble you babe? Wanna resolve things with the money you wait? Well, just study your tape of NWA. Shut up, uh, one day, I was walking by with the walk for now, when I caught a guy giving a knock on I strangling him off with the parking lot. You know, I, just, I don't give a Shut fuck up, if it's brain. dark or not. Harder than me trying to talk and dodge, but I'm drunk as fuck, right next to a humongous truck in a two-tar garage. Yeah. Walking out with two broken legs, trying to walk it off. Oh, well, fuck oh. you too, bitch, call the cops kill you when them loud ass motherfucking barking dogs hey, hey, and when the wow. dog came out you had draced her next to a burned down house with a can for the gas and a for the matches It <laughs> still weren't found out right here because the here going. on out it's the like chronic too start today tomorrow's a new and I'm still old good enough to choke you to death with the and too chicka ticket, chicka, chicka, <laughs> chicka <laughs> slim shady a hotter than a to the twin babies and Mercedes Ben with the windows up to the tempos up to the mid 80s I call them and ladies side doc but I've been crazy Woo. it's okay go to <laughs> him Haley <laughs> yeah.
10: Yeah. yo he did it with him yo <laughs> yeah. yo shut before you get out of here, man, Jurassic World. What's up with that, man? I, I want to be like a Negro dinosaur in that movie. Man. Okay, I want to apply, you apply look, right look, now. I'm
8: going to tell you straight what? up. I don't have uh, the power to grant you that, but uh, you're hired. Can
10: you imagine like a dinosaur wearing a chain or something? Man, I'd yeah, hard. What would be what? Your, what would be your dinosaur name? I'd be Tyrannosaurus Ed. But you know what, Negro? <laughs> Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Tyrannosaurus <laughs> what? Tyrannosaurus Ed, the Negro. Tyrannosaurus N? They always say black people were the originators, but there had to be a black dinosaur. You know what I'm saying?
8: I'm not sure. Like, (laughs) typically that holds up. I'm not sure there had to be a black dinosaur.
10: I want to be the voice. I want to be the black guy. Kit, I heard you, you, there's rumors about Knight Rider. What's up with that?
8: Oh, well, that's still, I mean, it's rumors. The first I heard about it was like something online. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know much about it. David
10: Hasselhoff, you got beef with him, man, like on some Bieber shit, man. You know, Bieber got punched in Ibiza. Maybe you might get He did? Yeah. By David
8: Hasselhoff? No. (laughs) Look at (laughs) this guy. Unbelievable.
10: That would be amazing. (laughs) by, by, By Bloom, right? yeah by uh, who uh i think it was uh, orlando bloom yeah punch the shit out of him
8: oh how embarrassing to get punched by orlando bloom <laughs> <laughs> like of all the people you get punched by it's orlando bloom oh you would no. rather get punched by david hasselhoff that's boy gangster yeah dude i would rather get farted on by david Hasselhoff
3: <laughs> than punch- all right hey we're back yeah we played the uh the chris pratt clip
4: yeah, we didn't intro that exactly perfectly. We played a little bit more than just a rap, but I wanted you guys to hear the uh, Orlando Bloom joke at the end. That really made me laugh. I thought there was a lot of little funny stuff there. Hell yeah, dude. That <laughs> was a great clip.
3: Chris Pratt, man.
4: Better funny. than Eminem,
3: kind of, a little he, bit. Yeah, funny on his feet, man. <laughs> yeah. He's funny, dude. He's a funny guy. He is a funny guy. Yeah, we're going to have him on the show next week, right? Yeah, we are going to have him on the show <laughs> next week.
4: <laughs> I'm sure Chris Pratt is a popular name. I'm sure we can find a guy named Chris Pratt.
3: While we're on a break, Zack Snyder even called into the show, right? <laughs> yeah,
4: Zack Snyder called in. Yeah, he we... got real mad at
3: me. In fact, I'm... <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I feel real bad and take back everything I said. <laughs> Man of Steel better than Avengers now.
3: <laughs> you you fucking tossed Man of Steel. I did toss Man of Steel. It's a legendary episode though. It really is. Oh, episode man. eight, Pop that's, Culture Leftovers. That's what my least
4: 100? favorite episode. I got to tell you.
3: Well, you know the things things have changed since then. You really like. me even had a listener say that Jake Elliot has found his voice on Pop Culture Leftovers.
4: Yeah. Well, the behind the scenes on that episode, we were still struggling with just the technology. Yeah. And that's the one where we recorded yeah. the whole thing and then it didn't record, and then we came back, and I was...
3: We recorded, like, a whole three-hour episode of Man of Steel, (laughs) and we lost the whole thing. Yeah. That
4: sucked. It did suck, and I I remember I just didn't care. You guys knew all my ammunition, too. Yeah, You guys were ready. (laughs) Two days later, you were ready. You were like, fuck Jake tossing this movie, and you guys were ready for me. I was doomed. Yeah, but see, I respect your opinion now. You know that. Yeah, I know, I know. You respected it then, too. I just... I, I had nothing it
3: was a different time
4: it was a different time a long time ago in a podcast far far away
3: to you know to believe that our episodes could be even shittier than they are now (laughs) they were yeah go back (laughs) but do you know like that's our most downloaded episode ever Uh, but you know what is coming up what's that guardians of the galaxy yes we had some crazy downloads yeah guardians yeah thanks
4: everyone out there absolutely there's got to be a lot of people that don't ever try to communicate us with email facebook or twitter or yeah. you know, any of that stuff that we're on yeah. but you got to be out there and i want to thank you you don't, you don't even have to say anything yeah. I, I we appreciate all the downloads it's amazing
3: it was cool all the listeners that came out of the woodwork when i when i told everybody that i had recorded you know, um, the um, Batman v. Superman footage that kept getting put down from San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. A lot of the listeners, I told them I had the footage. I would be happy to send it to them, dude. I've had well over 20, 30 people email us. Two listeners from Ireland <laughs> that's awesome. have emailed me. And it's just amazing. And I'm not trying to take anything away like, oh, people from other countries, like, you know, oh, wow, they they're, that's cooler that they're listening. but. In a way it's just really neat the reach that you have when you do a podcast, like who is downloading the show. And it was cool to find out that we had listeners that like that came out of the woodwork, you know, uh that I never like Adam Cornette when he first, you know, sent us a message, like I had no idea that Adam Cornette was out there. And ever since I read like his email and stuff, dude has been very vocal on Facebook. And so, you know, I you know what, I like I want people to like our Facebook page. Oh, know? definitely. I want it to. You know, if you want to have like the intera- like the interactive experience with the podcast, I mean, we are all over Facebook. I am all over that thing all the time. I try to respond to everybody. If I do miss a post, I apologize. I am human. But, you know, I try to respond to everybody and like talk to everybody that interacts with the show. You know, and I've thought to myself, like if every one of our listeners told one person that they know to listen to our show how much how much more listeners we could get but on the flip side like i know you value your friends and if you value <laughs> your friends don't have don't do that because you're probably going to lose a friend yeah we don't want you losing any friends we don't so you know what keep it between me and you. This is like the first rule of Fight Club: don't fucking tell them about this shit. Keep it safe. Keep it secret. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what Lord of, of the of Rings you, drop. Yeah. 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 But you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's like I, I could get on here and say, yeah, Luke, please tell your friends about Pop Culture Leftovers. We need more listeners. No, I'm very happy with what we have. I agree. But yeah, if you do already
4: listen to the show, if you are already downloading and listening to it, you know, you should like our Facebook because um a lot of the content that we talk about in our news yeah we don't wait until our show to bring it up. If yeah. you like us on facebook we we kind of give you a little bit of a a taste a taste taste of, it yeah exactly. But it. see
3: the thing is like we don't like when people ask us like if we post something like what are our thoughts on it? we typically try to wait until we record to do that, you yeah
4: know? Mm-hmm.
3: because I mean there's really no other reason to <laughs> I guess to listen to this fucking thing.
4: Yeah, we we don't we don't give away we don't give away like our ratings of movies and shows and yeah. stuff on the actual Facebook post. Well, see
3: the thing is like before coming in, we don't know I don't know what Jake's gonna rate something. No. And that's genuine. Unless an episode is lost, like when we lost the Man of Steel episode. And that's what
4: made the Man of Steel one so rough, yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I mean, we don't know what we're going to rate stuff coming into this, and I think that's cool.
4: Yeah, when I shit all over Batman v. Superman, we better get that
3: shit. (laughs) <laughs> that one we are not losing we are not losing that one man oh man that'll be a great episode i'm excited all right man so i asked a question on facebook to our listeners before we jump into news i asked the question yeah like out of all the comic book movies that came out this summer mm-hmm. and there were four and of them i'm not going to throw teenage mutant ninja turtles in there because it, it is is based off a comic book but you know, I mean, it's it, – this was geared towards kids, so I'm not going to throw TMNT in there. But I am going to talk about the four, okay? We had Guardians of the Galaxy. We had Amazing Spider-Man 2, Captain America the Winter Soldier, and X-Men Days of Future Past.
4: Mm, yeah, we could almost say of the four um movies based off
3: Marvel Comics. Exactly. Um, I'm not throwing in, of course, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, which I cannot
4: wait to see this movie. I'm excited, too.
3: It hasn't been released. but
4: They keep getting in trouble for all their uh, racy posters.
3: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Now, let's rate these, Jake. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we asked the question on Facebook like what our listeners liked, and I want us now to rate these movies one through four. Or do you want to go four to one? Uh Let's go four
4: to one. I can do it all. I don't even need a minute to think about it. I don't need it. a minute. Yeah. Go for it. I'm good to go. You want to hear all four at once?
3: Or yeah. Sh- or-, uh, or do you want to? You want, okay. Let's go.
4: You go four. I go four. I like that. I like that. My four is uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, and I think we were talking before the show yes. and we were, we were actually asking each other – Brian asked me if we could go back and uh, change our ratings because he would like to toss Ama- Amazing Spider-Man 2 now. Yeah. And I, I agree. I, I At this point, I would like to toss it too.
3: Yeah, you're doing a disservice to all the other films that have come out if you – even I tasted it. Yeah. You tasted it. Yeah. But, I mean, looking back on it, after, like, the novelty has worn off from, like, some of the cool scenes, mm-hmm. you know, there was some cool scenes with, like, the Green Goblin, and there was some cool scenes. I mean, I, I did enjoy some scenes. I like uh, Emma stone as um you know gwen stacy i like her as gwen stacy yeah but it's not enough to outweigh all the bullshit you know what i mean unfortunately the most
4: memorable thing to me from amazing spider-man 2 is the stupid electro music
3: man and you know what (laughs) electro looking back was one of the worst villains in a movie except for that final battle was really fun to watch but the music sucked oh god it's so stupid i did love the scenes where we got to see spider-man being spider-man yeah you know like wearing the fireman hat you know you know interacting with the children you know saving people that's the stuff i love i love seeing spider-man like just fight common criminals and common thugs stuff like i love that stuff yeah but you know what jake you are 100 percent right i don't want my fucking spider-man to be a skateboarding you know, thrasher t-shirt wearing dude. The more I thought about it, the more I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tossing that Peter Parker. Yeah.
4: That Peter Parker would have made fun of me in high school. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I just, you know what I'm saying? I can't relate to that at all. I don't like it.
3: I think sometimes when we watch these movies, the, initial reaction is it's exciting because it is a new Spider-Man. and But I think after the novelty wears off and sometimes we get to see some of the new movies that have come out since then, it does change our rating. Our rating is not concrete. It is not perfect. So, you know, if anything, I'm going to give this like a toss it slash borderline taste it for some of the scenes. I'm
4: exactly there. I'm also I also respect the movie for the guts of uh, the killing, the Gwen Stacy stuff. Yeah, and I really yeah. liked that. The last 15 minutes of yeah. that. I mean, but even that, I don't think had the uh, cinematic impact. After the movie came out that they were expecting it to have. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think the movie kind of kind of failed.
3: Yeah. I mean, I know you trash talk Man of Steel, but yeah. people are still talking about that to this day. Yeah. You know, I was talking on Facebook how a uh, Incredible Hulk movie thread, his fight against Abomination, where he didn't snap the Abomination's neck at the end of the movie and kill him. Mm-hmm. That whole scene there in this thread turned into a man of steel topic it went from talking about incredible hulk we have an incredible hulk that is more compassionate than you know uh you know clark kent as superman snapping the neck of zod that that's the impact that this is made on pop culture that movie whether you love it whether you hate it will be one of the biggest debated movies of our time and for that Zack Snyder wins
4: yeah I mean all press is good press the old adage says yeah dude and, and I agree with it so yeah
3: yeah you may not agree of the outcome what happened but mm. man alive dude did that did it or did it not redefine Superman and the way that people look at Superman yeah I agree yeah that's a very polarizing moment you know that I don't want to go
4: on and on about Man of Steel yeah, but that's that's really not the um main reason i don't like this movie sure like get he killed zod big deal
3: he did it in the comics
4: yeah I'm, it's no big deal i'm yeah. fine with that i'm like ah oh, that movie sucks because he never would have killed zod right not the biggest fan of it and yeah. it, it kind of seemed like it could have been like written better like i still feel like superman just could have put his hand in front of his eyes and stopped him from doing what he was doing yeah but i don't know
3: yeah but even if he put his hands over his eyes he's still alive yeah he's still a threat yeah this guy was hell bent on destruction, terraforming the earth. Yeah, and yeah, here we go. I'm.
4: We I don't right. want to get in, in, into I know, it because I, I got more to say too. If we're going to keep I know. talking about it, you know it.
3: what? We'll save this for the Batman v Superman podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll do just, at least a half we'll an hour on the first on a, movie. Yeah, we'll go off on a fucking tangent, right? <laughs> yeah, and the, to be fair, if Batman v
4: Superman is is a good movie, it could change the way I feel about stuff that happened in Man of Steel. Yeah. So we'll see.
3: Yeah. Okay. Number three.
4: Yeah. Oh, number three movie would be Captain America 2 for me. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, other than Spider-Man, it's, I I really like all three of these other movies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So.
3: Um... Can I bring up our talk that we had last week after the podcast? I don't even
4: remember. What did we talk about? Or before the podcast. What did we talk about last week? Okay.
3: We came out with our list. Oh, I know what you're
4: talking about now. nine
3: Marvel movies.
4: Yeah. Do you want to explain? Yeah. You had brought up that I had um, tupperware Thor 2 and tasted Captain America 2. But on my list, I had um, put Captain America 2 above thor 2 even though i tasted captain america i didn't think about
3: it at the time but like in retrospect
4: yeah yeah. and that's true just like we've already said it's kind of in flux you know i think you you said last week that you kind of marinate on the movie a little bit and you start to think differently about it yes and i definitely revert my decision on that i i think captain america 2 is a tupperware to me now and thor 2 is the taste it nice i don't dislike thor 2 See, but I Captain that, America 2 is definitely better.
3: That's what I love about this show, too, man. Yeah. It's like, I don't love a lot about this show, but the part that I do love is that we're real. Yeah. And we can, like, come back and, like, retro, you know, retro-rate shit. So, I li- I love the fact that you retro-rated Captain America 2 because you see the movie that I saw now. Yeah, I do.
4: Does me retro-rating it turn it into a Tupperware party?
3: It totally does turn into a Tupperware party. Oh, nice. So, yeah, this is uh, long overdue, <laughs> long overdue, but Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Tupperware party. Tupperware party. All right. There we go. Wow. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not a big
4: spoiler pants for that now.
3: All right. My number three? Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oof, man. Yeah. I, I just, oof. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. Still a Tupperware. Still a great movie. Um. But in the list of movies that I saw this summer, Guardians of the Galaxy is number three. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's, it's not like it's like, uh, you know. <laughs> it's it's a it's like but i mean the margins between these movies that i'm rating no are within a hair
4: yeah all three of these movies are basically like which one of these three hundred dollar bills do you like better exactly and it's like even the hundred dollar bill you like the least this is still a hundred dollar bill yeah you still love it
3: yeah even the one where they like drew like a dick on (laughs) ben franklin's face you know what i mean god i hate when i get that shit exactly but you know what It's still a $100 bill. Yeah, it all spins. And I love Guardians of the Galaxy. And hey, while we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, we did pose the question of which Guardian was your favorite Guardian in Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's answer that right now while we're talking about that movie.
4: Oh, a segue into a segue.
3: Yeah, a segue into a segue. Well, we can, this we, is like Inception. Let's go, let's finish our
4: list and save that because, spoiler, we're going to be hearing Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy mentioned. We have a new head. showrunner, Jake yeah.
3: Elliott. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jake Elliott, man. Just saying. No, man. No, seriously. You grabbed your balls and you said, listen, Brian, you're <laughs> jumping ahead. You're pulling a Frank. I love it, man. This new Jake <laughs> <laughs> Elliott. You found your voice, dude. There we go. There I'm we loving go. this shit, dude.
4: So, so now we're on my number two. Number two. My number two is x-men okay yeah for sure i'm surprised that x-men is ahead of captain america if i had to predict this list without seeing all these movies yeah yeah, there's no way i would have put x-men ahead of captain america wow but it's definitely the case awesome uh what's your reasoning behind that um i mean we We did the whole podcast. I Tupperware to X-Men. I don't need to. uh, It's marinated, and I still Tupperware it. Yeah. Um, I actually saw it again in the theater after the podcast and saw it twice. And it's a lot of fun. I can't wait till it comes out. It should be out in home video in a month or so, I would think.
3: Okay. The thing is, and I did post this on Facebook, and for the listeners that aren't on Facebook, you would have known this. So get your ass on Facebook. Click like. Yeah. Pop culture leftovers. But anyway, or or don't. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. (laughs) I can't force people to. I hate pandering. Yeah, I know. I know. Like us on Facebook if you. <laughs> yeah, we did. We're okay. Yeah, whatever. We're fine. I don't. Yeah, just you know what. Do what you're gonna do. Just listen to the show. If that's enough for you, then that's fine. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, so yeah, your number two is X Men: Days of Future Past. Number two is X Men. Nice. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. Um, my number two is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Now there you go. Love that movie. Absolutely yeah. love that movie. But I knew going in that I was really gonna like it. You know, I thought I was going to like it. I thought, you know, going in, this is going to be a taste. that I never, and not in a million years did I think that I was going to toss this movie. What was really surprising to me is that you had, uh, you know, Anthony and Joe Russo, guys that were known for doing episodes of community, TV stuff, that pulled off these amazing action sequences in that movie. And that blew me away. It did blow me away, too. I, Captain America 2, um,
4: it, it's a lot different than the first movie, too, I think. Yeah, um, I asked one of my friends to actually rank all 10 Marvel movies last night, and yeah. he had the first Captain America as his lowest and the second as his third. Wow. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's polarizing right there. Yeah, but
4: it really is a different kind of movie, Captain America 2. Completely different kind of movie.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we know who yeah. our number ones are, but just go ahead and say
4: it. And my number one is Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah, I and I think it's definitely um, – there's a small margin. No, I think there's pretty big margins between all of them. Guardians of the Galaxy, I like tons more than X-Men. Really? I really do. And then X-Men, I did like quite quite a lot more than Captain America. Yeah. And then Captain America, I liked way more than Spider-Man too. Oh, yeah. So.
3: Yeah. I mean, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel with uh, Amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm surprised that that franchise isn't getting
4: rebooted already
3: yeah they're they're really going forward with it though yeah it doesn't look good though i mean it looks like uh kurtzman might be leaving yeah you know they already didn't they lose orsi already yes you know so i mean yeah they're and drew goddard is gone from the Sinister Six film. So, I mean, they're totally retooling, and we're going to talk about uh, some of the future of the uh, Spider-Man movies here shortly. I'm sure we are. Um, And uh, we're going to break down whether some of the things they're doing are gimmicks or or legitimate. So, um, my number one? Yeah? X-Men Days of Future Past. Wow. Can you believe it? Can't believe it, because it was the only movie that, when I left the theater... And I'm not saying that I didn't do this with Captain America too, but more so on a different level. Once I left the movie theater, my mind was blown. I I I couldn't stop thinking about the movie. I couldn't stop thinking about how well it was executed. What a great job Brian Singer did Mm -hmm. in, you know, putting together this universe. This was the best team action I've ever seen. In a film, as far as characters working together. And you can say Avengers had great team action. Yes, it did. It really did. They had great team action. But the team that we saw was a team that was at odds with each other. Wow. Okay? We did. We saw a team that was at odds against each other. But when you saw the future post-apocalyptic scenes with the X-Men working together, Mm -hmm. Kitty Pride, Iceman, Bishop, Blink. The way they worked together was just beautiful. It was like watching a team that had these plays all set up out in front of them, like a football team. And they knew all these plays, and they did it. Warpath knew his job. Everybody did their part. It was the best team action I've ever seen in a superhero film, ever.
4: Wow, that's yeah, that's bold, but yeah, it was a great movie. I always think of it as the uh, Back to the Future of comic book movies because yeah. I, you know, the Wolverine going back in time stuff was so great. You know, yeah. he's our Marty McFly of the movie, and yeah. that's just a, that's just a lot of fun. <laughs> right? It's a great fun movie. It is. And previous X Men movies weren't really fun adventure romps, yeah. as much as this one was. Exactly. So I got a, I got a tough question for you, Brian. Yeah. Let's say hypothetically Days of Future Past is a Marvel Studios movie. It's the 11th Marvel Studios movie. Okay. Where does it go on your list?
3: Um, all right, I'm still going Avengers number 1. Okay. Number 2 is going to be X-Men Days of Future Past. I mean, I've already put Captain America yeah. 2 at uh you know, number 2 on my list. Yeah. So, and then okay, so you've got uh yeah, you've got X-Men Days of Future Past sitting at number 2. I, I have it at number 3. Okay. I'm, That's great, though. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, is there any other, like, you know, Fox or Sony movie that you could put up there? No. What no. about um, first class, the, the Raimi films? Uh, of the Spider-Man stuff? Even the first class film going to drop, I mean, mid-range for me, man. Yeah, the first class movie. I,
4: I definitely liked Cap more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it better than the Thor movies, though. Yeah. So right around there, mid-range, six or seven for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm super biased on the Raimi Spider-Man movies. Sure. We add those to the list. I think they're my favorite. Ooh, uh, over Avengers? (laughs) Yeah, I like them. Yes. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I've watched them, I've watched those movies like at least 20 times each. So you're
3: gonna go, uh, Spider-Man 2, number one. Spider-Man 2
4: is number one. Yeah. And then I like, I'm, I'm a Spider-Man 3 apologist. It's my number two. And then Spider-Man 1.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate Spider-Man 3 at all, yeah. by any means. I mean, I'm I'm also an apologist for that film, too.
4: It gets a lot of hate. Anytime it, I it see, does. like, the top ten worst comic book movies, yeah. you can expect Spider-Man 3 to make an appearance. Right. So, eh. Yeah. I, I still think it's better than either of those Andrew Garfield pieces of crap movies.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, those, uh, I always like them at first, and then as soon as, like, <laughs> other movies come out and it's kind of, like, worn off, then yeah. it's like... I don't know. It's like uh, Spider-Man kind of like gives me like the date rape drug or something when I'm watching them. <laughs> and then after the fact, it's like, OK, or like I feel like I was just like in a hangover film and I'm piecing shit together. And then it's like, wow, last night was really fucked up.
4: Yeah. I, and like I said, I'm biased um, rating those movies so high. I'm just such a big Sam Raimi fan. And those are just such Sam Raimi movies. You know, he, yeah. did, he didn't sacrifice his stylistics just to make a movie about Spider-Man. I mean, those movies
3: bleed Sam Raimi. Yeah, which can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing, especially when you're talking about like Iron Man three, which is a Shane Black movie through and through. it yeah. just didn't work for me in a Marvel Cinematic Universe film.
4: Agreed, and I think a lot of the Spider Man three hate comes from that one because that from that because that's the one that Sam Raimi and his brother did write the screenplay for. Right, and it bleeds the most Sam Raimi for sure. You yeah, know, with um, emo Peter Parker and his dancing and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, a lot of people really hated that stuff, but it's really classic Sam Raimi direction. It's really funny
3: to me. You've got a Appreciate Sam Raimi do appreciate that film in yeah. in any sense of the word. Yeah. I think you do. Alright, let's go into quick news. That was fun. Yeah, do you still oh, the do you still
4: want to divert to the Guardians yeah. thing? Yeah. Who's your favorite guardian? Who's my favorite guardian? Do you want me to go first? Go ahead. Groot. My favorite is Rocket. I knew you were into Rocket. We're a team. Yeah. We're Rocket and
3: Groot. <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs> yeah, sometimes
3: you? sometimes you're the only one that can understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I think my second second was to second favorite. Oh, second favorite? Yeah.
4: Probably Drax. Minus Star Lord. Star Lord. Yeah. So I, I don't. I don't know if I can. Let's go all the way down real quick. I guess.
3: Okay. Um, you know, Drax for me was just the fact that uh, it was just amazing to see like a wrestler pull off what he did in this film because like wrestlers typically don't translate well into movies. Yeah. You know, and and
4: he didn't play just a big dumb oaf. He just had right. like the gimmick where he took everything literal. Exactly. He, he wasn't stupid at all. He was just yeah you know
3: but with the fu- the times where he did have touching moments where like he was like telling them like you know you are my friends like, yeah i bought into it man i bought into I it i really too. did i bought into it like he never took me out of the film like oh man i'm just watching like a big wrestler that doesn't know how to act yeah he I'm- was great yeah
4: he did great with the cg characters too um like even at the end when he's comforting rocket after yeah. Groot dies he yeah He was better with CG characters than Megan Fox was.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of people that really don't do that well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we see great people, great actors interact with, like, Gollum. Yeah. But, I mean, more times than not, you are getting, like, Megan Fox interacting with something that's, like, not there, and it looks really bad, really awkward, and it doesn't come off.
4: Yeah, you can tell it's just all done, you know, special effect. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mike, Michelangelo flirting with her really funny but like her reactions just really wouldn't really stale it's yeah. like she's not even watching like what's going on bizarre <laughs> that was really funny a little bit disturbing with the michelangelo yeah. flirting i'd say like my third favorite got to be star lord
4: yeah oh uh, who's my third favorite i think my third favorite is groot okay uh gamora of course is like my last my yeah gamora is my last too. Yeah. drax is my
3: fourth yeah and then, you know, Rocket for me is number four. Yeah, and Drax is my fourth, and then that's, that's it. That's crazy how fucking Rocket can fall all the way down to number four for me, but I think part of me already knew that I was going to love him. Yeah. And I think the more, you know, just like uh, the fact that I was so surprised by Drax. Yeah, you're already warmed up
4: to, to enjoying Rocket. It exactly. was all, all the other characters that yeah. were just such happy, yeah. pleasant surprises.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. Right on. Uh, let's go on to quick news here real quick. Real quickly, I just wanted to throw this out. Avatar 2 is going to start filming early next year. It's going to be released sometime in December 2016. I think they're filming 2, 3, and possibly 4 all at the same time. It's going to save them money on the budget. Things like that. So we're going to see quicker release dates. Um, December 2016 for Avatar 2, which the next year, 2017, I think they're going to have part 3 come out. Mm. But uh, Zoe Saldana, I just got to say this, man. She's racking up franchises, ye-ha, man. Yeah, yeah. Avatar, Star Trek, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's huge. Crazy
4: that is huge.
3: You know, and in Star Trek she's still an alien, but she looks like uh no, she's human. Yeah, she's human. Yeah, what am I thinking? That uh, I'm thinking Avatar she's an alien mm. and she's an alien in Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, she looks the most normal in Star Trek. I don't I don't even think most people know what Zoe Saldana looks like <laughs> out of like either being like a blue-skinned, you know, um, uh, you know, alien from Pandora or whether she's from the Zen Whoberi tribe in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. People have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's great though. It's a shame that
4: they didn't give her a little bit more to do in Guardians Mm -hmm. of the Galaxy.
3: I think uh, she's in that new um, uh, CGI animated Guillermo del Toro cartoon that's going to come out. Gotcha. So, are you excited about Avatar sequels? You know what? I am excited for going back to Pandora. Yeah, I love being immersed in Pandora. Yeah. The movies themselves are complete ripoffs of every other film that has ever come out. There's really (laughs) nothing new and original in it. I mean, there's not. It's Ferngully. It's Ferngully meets, um, (laughs) you know, it meets uh, Dances with Wolves, meets The Last Samurai, meets a little bit of Aliens, meets this, meets that. There's nothing original when it comes to the plot of those movies, but when you go see it in 3D or in IMAX 3D, going to Pandora, a world that is 100% completely a generated world, they're not using actual sets. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's amazing, and it's the most immersive 3D experience I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. Because James Cameron did use a 3D fusion camera, which totally redefined 3D for me. Yeah, definitely. So that's the only reason I'm excited to go back into these movies is because I want to see more of Pandora. I want to go back to Pandora. Story is not going to do it for me. Is it Sam Worthington that's the main guy? Yes. Yeah, he is like basically the equivalent of like vanilla ice cream to me. He is. Boring as fuck. Okay. But you know what? Pandora is what excites me. That's what excites me. Yeah. I,
4: I, I, I toss Avatar 1. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was... Visually, it was super stunning. Probably still the best 3D I've ever seen. Yeah, But at... Was it three hours? It's up there. Yeah. it' Way too long, and I was just dying by the end of it. And I think it's bad news that they're talking about filming three at once. It makes the whole thing sound like a factory and that the movie's not going to be, like... He's taken. had these movies jake he's had these movies ready to go for years yeah for years so yeah i'll be i'll be in i mean i'll see avatar 2 probably once
3: yeah and there's another movie that he's really wanting to work on after these so i can understand why he's trying to get these pumped out gotcha gotcha get it while the getting's good right if you wait 20 years
4: to do avatar 2 then it's just kind of like yeah
3: But, I mean, it does have the staying power. Isn't it the weirdest movie, though, as, like, the number one movie of all time? It makes no no sense to me at all. It doesn't, because everybody I talk to is just not, like, a huge Avatar fan.
4: No. Do you think it has something to do with um, the fact that it was IMAX 3D is how you had to see this movie. And so it had the highest IMAX 3D sales. And since those tickets cost almost double.
3: Yeah. I think it had a lot of hype behind it. Like you want, this is the way you want to see it. You want to see IMAX 3D because it was available in just standard 3D and 2D. Yeah. And I think there were avatars
4: that went and saw it over and over and over and over again. I think those people existed, you know? Yeah.
3: All right. So, um, let's see. Whoa. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> back to the beginning. Yeah. All right. Um, I want to talk about – this is going to be kind of controversial, but I want to talk about it. I, I almost didn't want to talk about it. Ghostbusters 3. Uh uh-huh. Whether it's going to be a Ghostbusters 3 or the Ghostbusters reboot. Did you hear about this? Is Are we going to talk about women?
4: Yes. Okay. Okay. Then uh, no, I haven't heard – <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about sorry
3: alright Paul Feig he's the director for the hit movies like Bridesmaids, The Heat and he's even directed some episodes of The Office is rumored as being eyed for the director of not Ghostbusters 3 but a Ghostbusters reboot with an all female cast and uh, the internet is freaking the fuck out Yeah. alright man so, the rumor—okay, not the rumor—but but the con- the conception out there that people are having about this is that it's a gimmick. Yeah, and it should not be an all-female cast. Jake, let's get fucking real, right, fucking now, yeah. and talk about this. Let's get real and talk about this, and I want to know your thoughts
4: on this. I like this idea better than the Ghostbusters three idea. I think if you get the right three women, then this is a Tupperware. Three th- or four. Yeah, I think this is a lot of this is casting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you get the right three to four women, I think this this could easily be a Tupperware. Like, let's not have Melissa McCarthy, please. But you know, let's maybe have Kristen Wiig. You know, get some SNL. Get some of these SNL girls. Yeah. I, reunite Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Right and put maybe Kate McKinnon in there yeah. and have those three go at it. I th- I think that would be huge. That would be great. All right. Do you think it's a gimmick? Do Do I think it's really going to happen, or it's just publicity stunt? No.
3: That- do you think that – is it Sony? Uh, Columbia Pictures, Columbia yes. Columbia Pictures. Do you think that they are doing this as a gimmick, or do you think that this is an actual – Like They're not taking this seriously as three different women. They're just doing this as a cash grab. Yeah. Do you think it's a gimmick, or do you think that this is rooted in, I think we can make a really good movie with Ghostbusters as females? I want to
4: believe that it's rooted as a real good movie that we can make with Ghostbusters and females. I really do.
3: But do you think that they are dressing up a – do you think that they're dressing this up as something – But it's still a gimmick. Do you think that's a possibility? It it is a gimmick. If if, there's no way around
4: it, if it's a Ghostbusters movie and the twist is they're all girls, it's a gimmick. No matter how you slice it.
3: But if there's a good story, yes, it's not a gimmick.
4: It's it's a gimmick. Just I, I don't think gimmick should have a negative connotation. No matter what, like it can be a gimmick and still be a Tupperware movie. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the X-Files episode where they do the whole episode in the style of the Cops TV show is a gimmick, but it's still a Tupperware episode.
3: Yeah, but okay, let's say – okay, I have been I love Doctor Who. Okay. But okay, let's say the Doctor regenerates and he's a woman. Yes. Do you think it's a gimmick? I think it is a gimmick, but
4: th- saying that it's a gimmick isn't necessarily me saying whether or not it's working or – or won't work yet.
3: I think it comes down to the people that are involved. I, me too. It's hard. You I t- don't see Paul Feig, the director, a guy who's done Bridesmaids, The Heat, successful comedies. Yeah. I don't see this guy as wanting to put this out as a gimmick.
4: Yeah. I think it's going to be good.
3: I think I think it is a gimmick just by nature,
4: but I still have high hopes for it, and I think it can be very funny.
3: But, you know, a lot of people are like saying like... You know, like, Marvel's coming out with a female Thor. Yeah. You know, you're coming out with, like, you know, female characters uh, that are getting their own solo series and comics that it's just a gimmick to get female readers. Yeah. I think it's a
4: better move than casting, like, rebooting Ghostbusters with new males. Okay. Because then you have to, like... Oh, you know, is he as good as Bill Murray? Oh, is he as good as Harold Ramis? You know what I'm saying? Is he as good as Dan Aykroyd? Which one's which? Who plays that? You know what I'm saying? And I think you avoid a lot of that, like, people getting upset about that kind of thing right off the bat by having all girls. I think that's a net positive
3: for it. People are bitching, like, oh, I don't want to hear a bunch of PMS jokes or, you know, stuff like that about this movie. But, I mean, and that they're just trying to target women for this for this release. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I with Paul Feig involved, I think this works to his strengths. Yes. I'm going to take it another step another step further Ghostbusters fanboys. Okay. Don't freak the fuck out. Look at the way everything has been going here lately. Everything has been franchises and crossovers. I feel like this could be Just the start of something new to where we do get a crossover with an all-male cast. Yeah. World-building. It's crossovers and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could see that. People are talking about, oh, Godzilla, King Kong. People are talking about, oh, the Guardians meeting up with the Avengers. Why not a female cast that meets up with a male cast in a movie? You know, let's get, like, James Franco in there. Let's get, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Danny McBride, Jonah Hill, some of these guys to be the new Ghostbusters, and they meet up with the female Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? I think, like, we're in a day and age where, like, you can have different Ghostbusters teams. I mean, you know, the Ghostbusters have been around for 30 years. Yeah, it's like the... uh the
4: avengers initiative instead it's the ghostbusters initiative you know we can get a team in all 50 states
3: right <laughs> but don't freak the fuck out the yeah. only thing i'm worried about is the fact that if this movie does bomb yeah that we may never see the light of the day light of day where we do get an actual proper ghostbusters 3 yeah i i don't we're
4: not, in my opinion we will never get a proper ghostbusters 3 So this movie is win-win. It's either a great movie or it makes it so we don't have to see that thing that'll make us cringe.
3: Yeah. Paul Feig, uh, the director who they've been talking to, he said, uh, he tweeted, Interesting how a movie with men in the lead roles is normal, but making a movie with women in lead roles is a gimmick. Yeah. And then he put hashtag it's 2014. Well, you
4: know what? That's a bunch of bullshit in my opinion because if I remake Charlie's Angels and make Charlie's Angels men instead of women – then it's a gimmick.
3: Yeah, but every fucking movie out there, though, Jake, yeah. is already pretty much, you know, there's a lot of movies that are, like, made towards men. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. you know, but hey, okay, they're making Captain America Falcon, who's an African American guy. Yeah. Is that a gimmick? Or is this long overdue?
4: Yeah, I I want strong female representation, too, yeah. but I don't think it's completely absent from from television and movies. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of strong female characters in the last few years. Right. Maybe not from the Marvel and DC camp of movies. Right. But in other places, like your Katniss from your Hunger Games.
3: That's why people are thinking it's a gimmick. Yeah. Because they're trying to capitalize on that. Yeah. I can see that. So I just don't want them to dress something up as what they want us to think it is, Mm -hmm. when in all actuality... The people that are – the studio behind it is making this a gimmick. I want this to be real. I want them to have a real story, and I want them to cast real people that want to be a part of this blue-collar Ghostbusters universe. Yeah, I'm excited.
4: I can't wait to see who they cast for this movie. Yeah. Uh, Please no Melissa McCarthy,
3: except I feel it's inevitable. I do too. (laughs) I do too. I feel that's inevitable too. (laughs) All right, um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to, like, do some DC Marvel news.
0: And now, the premiere of the HBO original series,
3: The Leftovers. All right, hey, we're back. Uh, we lost uh, some audio there.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it got real heavy after that Leftovers <laughs> yeah.
3: thing, too. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we lost a little bit of DC news. Um, I guess just kind of like an overview. We talked about like the nine movies, the yeah. nine DC titles that were. And to be fair, it's not all that interesting because they're not giving us any, any names, any names yeah. of anything. So yeah, nine DC films were confirmed. And then we talked about, uh, Superhero Report, uh, a Twitter handle posted a pick of what looks like a prop from the new Batman v Superman movie that's currently shooting in Detroit. Hmm. It's a picture of a crew member holding a painting that looks like the actor Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and he's in a suit. People are speculating, wow. People, man, I'm having all sorts of problems. <laughs> people are speculating that uh, this could be a portrait of Thomas Wayne, the father of Bruce Wayne. Not only does the painting look like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but it makes sense if he, uh, if he's in the film since director Zack Snyder worked with him on Watchmen, where he played the comedian. Yeah. And then we talked about... Uh, well, we also self-promoted our Facebook page yet yeah, again because we, cause post- we posted the picture there. Posted it there. And then the following uh, information is from movie Phone and it's an update to the production of Batman v. Superman Dawn of Justice. A news helicopter from local Detroit TV station WXYZ was flying back from recording a breaking news assignment when it caught a glimpse of some action on the set of the Man of Steel follow-up movie. Batman v Superman the chopper captured some footage from what looked like the aftermath of a huge attack, including crumpled metropolis police cars, destroyed buildings and buses, and the crumpled crumpled wreckage of a structures featuring wayne the Wayne financial sign, so I just said that it would look like there's a little back and forth fighting between the two in their hometowns, yeah, and um, yeah, so um. Then we talked about uh, DC moving their movie from uh, May six, two thousand sixteen, because they got scared. Scared of Captain America three on the same day, and moved it to March twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. And then we talked about the female-centric Spider-Man movie. Yeah, which would either be Black Cat or Spider-Woman. Exactly. Then we talked about the Venom Carnage movie. Yeah, and I revealed that I hate Carnage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know, I mean, it just, yeah, it seems like they're just trying to pump up, like, Carnage, like you said, from the 90s, where he's just like yeah. this, you know, Venom symbiote that's just like to destroy everybody and yeah and uh
4: yeah it just seems like they're jumping the gun a little bit yeah at least do one movie before you jump right into carnage do a venom movie and then venom and carnage right so
3: sorry you didn't get to hear any of that but we're gonna move on to marvel news you know these things happen in the world of podcasting i apologize
4: yeah i'm sorry folks um You know, we we got to wrap this up at some point, so we're just going to move on. We're
3: going to move on, keep on keeping on and all that bullshit or whatever. Um, We're going to talk about some Marvel news. Uh, The Russo brothers, the directors for Captain America, the Winter Soldier, they spoke with Yahoo UK and offered up some cool details for Captain America 3 two years ahead of its release date in May of 2016. Hmm. The movie will be like all of the other Marvel movies and set in real time. So it will be set two years after the events of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier will be a focus of the film. Hmm. They said, quote, the character was invented for an explicitly political purpose. So it's hard to get away from that nature. And then they said that they are, quote, bringing some new elements to the table that will give us a twist on Winter Soldier.
4: Hmm, That's interesting.
3: What do you think those are, man?
4: I have no idea, to be honest with you. I wonder if any of that will be hinted at in another movie before Captain America 3. Probably not, though. They're probably going to keep Winter Soldier self-contained in those Cap movies.
3: Can they call him new elements if their whole twist is that he is going to be Captain America? <laughs> no. That's not a new twist. No. That's what everyone's waiting for to happen. Exactly. And it <laughs> looks like uh, Anthony Mackie, the actor that plays Sam Wilson, the Falcon, and Captain America, the Winter Soldier, may have let the cat out of the bag on whether Sebastian Stan, the actor that played the Winter Soldier, and Bucky Barnes in the Captain America films, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, or the MCU. Gotcha. Um Comicbook.com, they talked to Mackie at Fandom Fest in Louisville, Kentucky. Where are all my Louisville people at? Where? What? what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. And uh, Anthony Mackie had this to say. I'm excited about it. I think if it goes that way in the movies, that it would take a long time because there's so many evolutions. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Am I reading this wrong? Nope, nope, nope. Anthony Mackie, yeah, he's talking about, okay, they asked him about him being Captain America. Captain America. Gotcha, because that's the current thing that's happening. That's the current thing in the comic book. So that's what they asked him about. They asked him, you know, about, you know, um, that, and they asked him about You know, Sebastian Stan. So he said, I'm excited about it. I think if it goes that way in the movies, that it would take a long time because there's so many evolutions before that. You know, I'm excited to see Sebastian play Cap. Mm. I think Sebastian's a great actor, but I love seeing Chris Evans as Cap, so I feel like they can go any way they want. I'm enjoying my part besides Cap. Beside Cap. Yeah. I'm in no rush to be Cap. Hmm. So, I mean, okay. What do you think? Do you take those comments as him revealing that Sebastian Stan is going to be Captain America? I do not. Okay, interesting, because I feel the same way. Yeah, I think that he
4: is in no way in the know of any of these actors. Um, A previous story with Mackie is him on Twitter complaining about not being called to be an Age of Ultron, which I think is another reason. This guy's not in the know. Yeah, he has no idea. Yeah. He's just assuming what everyone else is assuming. And-
3: exactly. You you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. You know, I think the thing is here is that uh, he he himself is just expecting it and, expe- and speculating it. Exactly. Uh, because honestly, more actors, most actors, they know nothing until they read the actual script. Exactly. And he hasn't read a script yet. No, they're not. Even if they had a
4: script, this isn't the guy they're
3: showing it to. Yeah, he, he's going off the fact that this Sebastian Stan got a nine movie picture deal. Yeah, exactly. And maybe like things that Chris Evans said in the past about him wanting to pursue directing. And so, yeah, he's he, he's not any more in the know really than any of us. No, at this point, I agree. Until he gets a copy of that script, so yeah, which he probably won't get till he's on set. Exactly. All right, we've talked about this in the past. A little bit more Marvel news. Did Chadwick Boseman, the actor who played Jackie Robinson in the movie 42 and Mm -hmm. then most recently James Brown in Get On Up, recently reveal that he was going to be Black Panther in a Marvel film? Mm. I mean, he's talked about this before. Yeah. They've asked them before. And this is not the first time, you know, it's floated around. And, and we played audio in the past on the show where he didn't confirm it or, or nor deny it. So it seems like there have been some talks between him and Marvel, though. Uh, he was recently doing some press for Get On Up. And when he was asked about playing T'Challa, he had this to say. I wanted to get the audio and I could not record it for yeah. some reason. But he said, uh, I don't know anything about that until the contract is signed. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's what they got to say, you know? Well, he could have said, hey, no, I don't know anything about that. I'm not sure. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But he said, until the contract is signed. Yeah. I don't know. So it sounds like there have been talks. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, until the contract is signed. Good ear on that. I think that's exactly correct. So what we do know... Is that T'Challa, the Black Panther, his country of Wakanda does exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because Mm -hmm. in Iron Man 2, it was located on a map that was showing the different locations of where the metal vibranium is. Mm -hmm. So it was an Easter egg. But as soon as people saw that, they were speculating that this could mean that we could see the Black Panther, of course. So if that's the case, now we have another extremely wealthy, powerful, smart ally for the Avengers with all sorts of you know crazy technology <laughs> to show off in these films. I'm hoping that they can get someone to play his father to in the films as well. Yeah, I'm really hoping, and I know this is just going to sound. Like, oh, okay, this, he, I'm just picking this guy because he's a big actor right now. Yeah. I'm hoping they get Denzel Washington. Oh, yeah. Okay? I've always wanted to see him in a Marvel film because, you know, he is a little too old now to play T'Challa. But, I mean, he could really add some gravitas to a character like T'Challa. I agree completely. That's, I didn't even think about that. That's great casting. And I think even though Chadwick Bozeman is an up-and-coming guy, that it would be wise to surround, you know, that actor – with some big name actors in, in a Black Panther movie, I mean, if Disney is smart, they will also talk to Lupita Nyong'o from Twelve Years a Slave, who is currently starring in another one of their movies, Star Wars hmm. Episode Seven, and get her under contract as Shuri, who is the uh, the Black Panther's sister.
4: Yeah, and at one point in the actual Six One Six, becomes the Black Panther
3: herself. And she still is the, I think she is still the leader in Wakanda at this point. At least she was in the Infinity Run that I read. In the comics, uh, there's a meteorite that hit the earth, you know, maybe thousands of years ago. And it was found out that the meteor was made up of vibranium. And vibranium is a precious metal. We all know that vibranium is what makes up Captain America's shield. Yes. So, of course, the country of Wakanda, when this happened, they were worried that, they would be invaded so that some other nation could, can, like, take control of the metal, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. okay, look at unobtanium and Avatar. I was getting ready to say it's basically the same plot as Avatar. Exactly. But they did it first here. So, yeah. so they have done their best to try to hide their country from the outside world. T'Challa, he's a scientist, and, a Waka- and the Wakanians, they have access to amazing technology. Uh, they have access to magic. Uh, You know, the Black Panther, he's a skilled martial artist and an acrobat. And his Panther suit is actually made from vibranium. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been an Avenger. He's been married to the uh, X-Man Storm at one time in the comics. He's been the Daredevil replacement. Exactly. (laughs) He's a very cool character. And to see Wakanda come to life in a Marvel film will be awesome. You know, we've seen Asgard. We've seen cosmic space. Uh, to see a hidden civilization on Earth, I think, would be really fucking cool. That would be really fucking cool. I um I hope they do the Black, Can- Black Panther
4: movie justice. I hope it's a good movie.
3: If it is, in fact, a movie. Yeah, we'll see.
4: We will see.
3: They need to do it. I mean, if Sony's going to be like... And this is not a gimmick. This is a character that's been out for years i mean you, oh okay marvel's just wanting to get like the first african-american centric superhero in a movie mm-hmm. no i mean let's wash our mouths of uh hancock S- steel S- yes yeah, steel <laughs> you know and like black panther was the first i mean he came out before luke cage yeah fantastic four is his first yeah, yeah right and he came out before uh falcon um uh, yeah long before and he's more powerful than either of them yeah i agree and i mean he's worthy to be on the avengers i think this is a character that needs to be introduced i think this is a character that would butt heads with all the avengers mm-hmm. captain america he's going to butt heads with him he's going to butt heads with tony stark yeah
4: it would be a lot of fun i i hope they do to a black panther movie or something with him even maybe make that one of the like phase 2 netflix series if those take off and they do oh more man
3: those. i want to see i want to see a huge budget for wakanda yeah I want to see a huge budget for Wakanda. Gotcha. That's what I want. Yeah, I hope it's good. I think it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think, like, okay, the the Netflix stuff is, like, street-level characters. Yeah. Black Panther is not a street-level character. No. I mean, they have played him that way in the comics. Sure. But when it comes down to, like, how he, you know, if, if you're looking at him in, in Wakanda, I mean, this guy is a, I mean, he's the king.
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm, I hope they do it. I really like that Denzel Washington casting as his father, too. That That's great stuff. That's just you pipe dreaming? That's pipe dream. Gotcha. I, n- nothing's been
3: ever, no, nobody's said anything about that. Oof, I hope that comes true, though. Me too. All right, uh, move on. Let's move on to some Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Um, James Gunn has slowly been leaking information on Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and I think this is kind of pertinent because we had a Guardians of the Galaxy podcast last week. Yeah, yeah. In an interview with the Huffington Post, James Gunn said, I had given the thought to Guardians 2 before I even set pen to paper on Guardians 1. This, for me, is the hopefully the springboard for what could not only Guardians, be Guardians 2, but a whole plethora of new Marvel characters who are in outer space and all sorts of interesting things that can happen with those people and creatures. I would love to be involved with those characters down the line and then he also said this I've spent this weekend working hard weekend hard at work on the sequel I couldn't help myself the results are nice he's talking about uh, you know the results of Guardians of the Galaxy yeah but it's really the creative process I love and that keeps me going I'm on fire with this thing the guardians have so many hardships and heartaches and triumphs ahead of them and I can't wait to share them with all of you and recently in a tweet He was asked, you know, any hint about new characters in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? And then he replied, I love so many. Can't give it away, but there should be at least one more Guardian from the comics. Mm, Yeah. All right. So do you want to look at our choices? Yeah, let's hear them. All right. So let's look at our choices. Number one, of course, Nova. Mm. One of the Centurion superpowered members of the Nova Corps. Um, It could be Richard Rider... Or if they wanted to, they could use a younger teenage version of Nova, like Sam Alexander, in the current comic book run.
4: Yeah, hard to imagine them introducing him first, though. Especially if it was going to play into him being a new member of the Guardians of the Galaxy.
3: Yeah, um, I was like, I was talking to Ryan Dros from Star Joe's, like in, a, in a, one of our little Facebook feeds, our threads. Yeah. And I don't want to have him turn it into Green Lantern, where, like, Richard Ryder dies and passes a torch, and it's just, like, reminiscent of fucking Green Lantern. No, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, they've already set up that kid in Iron Man 3. Could he be Nova? Yeah. You know? And I think it'd be fun to watch him, like, you know, we watch, like, a young Peter Parker, like, Spider-Man get his powers. But, like, this is a young kid, a teenager get his powers, and watch a kid put on the helmet, fly out to space for the first time. I don't disagree with anything you're saying,
4: but I disagree that that kind of stuff would happen in a movie called Guardians of the Galaxy 2.
3: Um, yeah, if it would be set up in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Now, if he set it up as just a Nova film, yeah, or if, like a, a post credit scene.
4: I feel like that's what's going on here. If it's a Nova movie, then... There's a very good chance of seeing exactly what you're describing. But if it's just Guardians of the Galaxy 2, it's
3: Richard Rider. then it's Richard Ryder, guaranteed. That makes sense. To me, that's that, what no, I... No, that makes sense. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Um, second choice, Captain Marvel. Hmm, interesting. Now, there have been several Captain Marvels over the years in the comics. It all starts with uh, the Kree race of how Captain Marvel came to be. Their race had stopped the Cree race had stopped evolving and the, they, they noticed that the human race had so much potential to evolve and, and they were evolving quickly. Um, the Cree came down to Earth millions of years ago and they did experimentation to find ways to evolve their society using our race and to make a race that could battle their enemy, the Skrulls. Um, what they went on to do was create a race called the Inhumans. Uh, the Inhumans then went on to start their own civilizations, Adelan. Um, this is why I think that they will introduce the Inhumans in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not only that, but we saw the Facebook post from Vin Diesel
5: mm-hmm.
3: where he said said something along the lines of, like, what does Marvel think I am, an, in, an Inhuman? <laughs> and so, I mean, it's leading up to, you know, Vin Diesel, he's always teased that he's going to play another part in the Marvel Universe, something much bigger than Groot, that Groot was just a voice, but now it looks like he might be able to, we might be able to see Vin Diesel fleshed out on screen. Sounds like he's going to be an inhuman. Of course, we're all guessing Black Bolt. Yeah. I find this hilarious.
4: I think a listener might have pointed this out too, but I was thinking about it yesterday how he plays Groot and Black Bolt. One character is just his voice and not his physical appearance and one character is his physical appearance and, but no voice and
3: can't talk
4: yeah, yeah. but you know we're going to hear one black bolt word sure what is that word going to be
3: <laughs> no no yeah. yeah yeah no is the word probably yeah. right yeah yeah so um he has been able to talk and he, he has been able to talk in the infinity I agree but I don't I don't think they're going to incorporate that I don't that. either I don't either yeah um Anyway, uh, the Kree, they have always been watching us and, you know, our achievements. Uh, when humans were getting ready to travel into space, they sent a Kree to watch us. And this Kree, after studying us, he sided with the humans and that Kree became the first Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been rumors that we could see the latest Captain Marvel from the comics make an appearance as well. The female pilot who gained superhero powers from Captain Marvel. Uh, which is uh, Carol Danvers. Yes. So, I mean, there's rumors of that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, lastly, uh, lastly, yeah. No. Yeah, lastly, and there's a couple more. Adam Warlock, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, being originally engineered by a human scientist uh, who was given an infinity gem by another human scientist turned cosmic explorer, and then his cocoon was teased in Thor 2, the credits and adam warlock is a, a huge player in the uh, comic book for the infinity gauntlet storyline and his cocoon was in guardians too it was in guardians and uh james gunn in an interview with the empire online he did confirm that adam warlock's cocoon was broken open in guardians of the galaxy so we do have adam warlock on the loose mm-hmm. so uh finally uh moon dragon no, oh, that's interesting. Who is a mar- she's a martial artist and a telepath in the comics, and then she- of course spoilers. Should I give spoilers? Go for it. Yeah, she's uh, da- the daughter of Drax that he thought died. Mm-hmm. So um, it's up in the air whether or not the movie uses
4: that if they introduce her anyway. I think.
3: Are we even thinking Quasar? Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> All right. So yeah, and so- Bug
4: bug yeah i really think bug's a high possibility he feels like almost one of the most james Gunn, like yeah. characters like you know i really see that as a possibility
3: maybe not but we could i don't know it does when you say james Gunn. yeah i wouldn't put it out of yeah
4: yeah and he did wacky stuff in this one and that would be
3: wacky stuff to do in the absolutely. next one absolutely so who knows Kevin Feige, uh told IGN that Peter Quill's father is, quote, pretty important. And he went on to say, I think that would certainly be a part of the next Guardian's adventure. Certainly that would be part of it.
4: Yeah, certainly it will. I mean, it's obviously been heavily foreshadowed in the other, in the first movie. So mm-hmm. I can't see it not coming in the second one. We've right. already kind of talked about that a bit.
3: Do you have any guesses on uh, who his father is?
4: No, I don't think it'll be Jason. Okay. From, the, from the comic books i Would don't it, i don't know who it'll be
3: people are saying that Yandu. yeah that's I've had, wh- I've had some people say Yandu. That's, in, that's insane aaron claude miller said it could be adam warlock Is that, that's oh. more plausible than Yandu? okay <laughs> do you want to hear my like way fucking out of left field guess let's hear it all right here we go He's already got a relationship with Disney. He's doing a movie with Disney now. Yeah. I think it's going to be Jason. Yeah. And I think the actor that they could cast is Jason.
4: Yeah. Harrison Ford. Oh, interesting. Interesting. That would be awesome. Because everyone is calling Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, the modern day Star Wars. What better than the. have Harrison
3: Ind- Ford be the modern-day Han Solo's father. And the Indiana Jones scene that we saw in that movie. Yeah, Yeah, that's interesting. You know, just shock everybody and have him, you know, Harrison Ford. If they could keep that a secret and keep that hidden from everybody and then just blow everybody's mind with Harrison Ford being Peter Quill's father in the next movie that would be fucking amazeballs that would be huge it, it seems like it, god
4: Hollywood has such problems keeping secrets we'll, yeah. be, we'll be posting pictures of Harrison Ford on set on right. Facebook wall if that happens yeah that's so true so but yeah it'd be great if they could keep it a secret you know
3: um, you're really really gonna like this next bit of news if you haven't read it Jake let's hear it okay we've talked about this on two or three different podcasts yeah Josh Brolin told IGN that when Marvel cast him as Thanos, he was busy filming for the movie Everest. And he said, uh, they sent me so much frickin' research. I was in the middle of doing Everest, and I was focusing more on Thanos than I was on Everest. But it's an exciting prospect, truly. Then, Brolin then was asked about the line where at the end of the Avengers, we hear, to challenge the Avengers, you know, they said to challenge them yeah. is to court death. Did you hear about this? Y- y- no. Okay. I'm, I'm so glad you didn't. Yeah, this is good I- stuff. Okay. And we get our answer if, if there is a physical death or not. Yes. You ready? I'm ready. There better be. This is what Josh Brolin said. His relationship with death, who is actually the woman, I love that. You can take Sin City, in, in, in which Brolin plays a man obsessed with a dark-hearted woman. Yeah. And he says, and pump it full of steroids. And then you have Thanos. I like that he's motivated by that. Not just motivated by destruction or death or this or that. He's motivated by a, a very identifiable human trait. We got our answer. He says his relationship with death... Who is actually the woman? That's great. I'm excited. I can't wait to see more of that. You were right. Whedon Whedon knows what he's doing.
4: Yeah, this is great. It is great news. I knew that it had to be incorporated. I would have been
3: shocked if it wouldn't have been. Yeah,
4: I really would have been.
3: Yeah, but I'm I'm when I read this, I was just like, I wonder who's going to play death. Yeah angelina jolie oh geez <laughs> i know that's crazy but man come on yeah. the face yeah maybe that it might be too
4: close to maleficent to do yeah. that kind of thing if no. they
3: got the woman that played um in uh she plays Daytak Tar's wife in um, <coughs> Defiance. If they got her, she'd be excellent too. Okay. You know, another TV actor, which they seem to be doing these days. Yeah, definitely. She plays a very wicked, evil seductress. Yeah, that'd be good. So get her in there, man. I'd be happy with either either or. Yeah, I, I'm excited that they're going to go with that plot line. Absolutely. I can't wait to see stuff dealing with that. Yeah. All right. James Gunn was being interviewed by Screen Rant, and he was asked if he would want to do another Marvel property that wasn't Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, this I have heard. Here's what he had to say. I will tell you, one time I was saying to Kevin, we were sitting on the set together on one of the days he visited, and I said, You know, I really want to make Thunderbolts. And he said... James, if Guardians does well you'll and, and yeah, this is what Phi he said. if Guardians does well, you'll be able to do whatever you want, so we'll see what happens
4: yeah that's great which yeah. which thunderbolt's incarnation would you want to see
3: though the second? But we'll never be able to see it. What's the second? The Sinister Six. Oh, yeah. A lot of members of the Sinister Six, like Green Goblin and all them, were were in it. Yeah, I want to see the original incarnation. I'm that's wa- probably what we'll see like Beetle. And, yeah, yeah. I, with the
4: reveal of the fact that they're villains. Yeah, that, that'll be fun stuff.
3: Yeah, see, that's what's great about the the Thunderbolts is like that's great about how it originally started. Yeah. Is it was like. You know, the the Fantastic Four and the Avengers were off planet.
4: They'd lost a battle against Onslaught slash right. Professor X. So they were in like a pocket universe.
3: So you've got these villains that get together and they're like, well, you know what? We are going to um, form a group of heroes. I'm yeah. putting up air quotes. Yeah, And, you know, we'll earn the trust of the public. And then we'll use it later to kind of take over.
4: Yeah. Fill in the void of the missing heroes that are gone.
3: Exactly. And what ends up happening is a great character story where some of them actually want to be heroes by the end of this thing.
4: Yeah, In my opinion, um, Thunderbolts number 1 is the biggest shock in comic books to me.
3: Oh, at the end of the issue? When they reveal that they're villains the
4: whole time. Giant shock, because Busiek went out of his way to promote this book and never once leaked the fact that these are all villains. It was promoted as the team to fill in the void of the Avengers and the Fantastic Four being gone. Right. And so it's like he pulled the rug right from under when he revealed they were villains.
3: It's kind of been done before in ways. Yeah. The very first Batman book Mm -hmm. ever, like Bob Kane, Bill Finger book, Mm -hmm. like the whole time you're reading the book – they never reveal until the end of the book that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Oh, gotcha. So, but it's on the flip side of this. This was great. It was great execution. Thunderbolts are great. The Thunderbolts have changed, though, since then. Marvel has totally changed. They're just, now they're using, like, anti heroes to play the Thunderbolts. Yeah, it's like all their badasses.
4: It's like Red Hulk and Ghost Rider and Co- Venom Colossus. and Electra.
3: Electra, Deadpool, yeah. Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Punisher is not going
4: to join the Thunderbolts. Yeah. It's bullshit. Not a big fan of the newest incarnation of the Thunderbolts to be honest with you. Marvel now kind of fucked that all up. <coughs> you, okay, you okay over there. <coughs>
3: Went down the road.
4: Wrong... Oh no. <coughs>
3: yeah, this is
4: real podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pause while I give Brian the Heimlich.
7: <laughs> yeah, we'll be right back.
4: <laughs>
3: All right. Hey, we're back. Uh, yeah, um, my throat's good. Good deal. Dude, I was drinking, and it like went down the wrong pipe. Yeah, I hate when that happens. Yeah. I still have that tingle in my throat right now. <sighs> That's bad.
4: So. I smoke cigarettes, and um, whenever you exhale and laugh at the same time, you get that super <laughs> shitty feeling, too. <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, shit. Damn it. There's one thing I wanted to play, and I didn't fucking get it. What might, is it? What is it? I might have to find it. Um it's an audio clip. And uh you know what? We're gonna pause. I'm gonna find it and play it. It's uh this is gonna be our Star Wars news. Okay. Alright, so yeah, we're jumping into Star Wars news. We haven't done Star Wars news in like three weeks. Yeah, it's been kinda slow. Yeah, so uh and we've been busy with other shit. Yeah, yeah, Guardians, whatever. So Star Wars News, here we go.
1: He <laughs> got it! what's a saying <laughs> you were supposed to. Here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible.
3: (laughs) Yeah, wow. All right. Yeah, that happened. Um, All right. So, hey, uh, I'm going to find what I was going to find, let you guys listen to it, and we'll be right back. Let's do it okay i've got everything set up right now i hope it just plays like automatically if not i'll just fill this fucking conversation with a bunch of bullshit sounds um, good but yeah um benedict cumberbatch was at san diego comic-con and uh he proved apparently that he could do a really good jar jar binks impersonation yes here we go I'm gonna play it so should start here in a second just gonna have to wait for it Oh, the video has been removed by the user? Oh, oh, are yeah. you freaking kidding me? <laughs> what are you so saying? <laughs> me so thinks this is a
4: bullshit.
3: <laughs> oh, jeez. Let <laughs> me pause the podcast for nothing. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me try it one more time. Gosh dang it. All right. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I'll even check it out on YouTube and see if they have it on YouTube. It's been removed by the user. Lame. Bullshit. This is a shit that you got to worry about when you do a podcast. Crap like this. <laughs> stupid. I just want to play a stupid fucking clip about... Benedict Cumberbatch being Jar Jar Banks and they got to remove that? It's not like it's the Batman v Superman trailer of fucking Age of Ultron, <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con trailer. Yeah, no what shit. The fuck?
4: No shit. It's
3: Benedict Cumberbatch trying to be Jar Jar Banks. That's
4: top secret shit, Brian. Oh, I, I don't know. think we should even be talking about it on this podcast. Bullshit.
3: <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, this video's been removed. You know what? I'm going to keep you on here while I look this up. YouTube. Let's go to YouTube. Yeah, this is behind-the-scenes shit. Right? Yeah.
5: Let's do it. Uh,
3: See if I can help. Yeah. Alright, let me type this in Benedict. Yeah, I've been just, I've been Benedict.
5: <laughs>
3: Cumberbatch. I've <laughs> been cumberfucked. <laughs> Cumberbatch. And I'm going to type in Jar, jar. Binks. All right, what do you got for me, YouTube? I found another one
4: that's been removed by the user.
3: Benedict Cumberbatch, Jar Jar Binks with Josh Horowitz. The fuck? Who's Josh Horowitz? I don't even know. I don't even know why they had his name in there. Like, he's an important guy. (laughs) He probably is, and we'll probably hear about it from Dante, right? (laughs) I can't believe you guys don't know. Oh, we can hear the ad that I'm playing. Yeah, here's the ad. <laughs> all right, here we go. True sure or false? Jar Jar thinks wasn't that bad. Off. No, Jar
10: Jar Binks is terrible. (laughs) I do Jar Jar too. Let's do
3: it. Let's Jar Jar. Oh, what's that Jar Jar
10: too? Welcome, (laughs) Also. Oh, man, look at my stupid ears. (laughs) I think this is the moment where the world turns on you, and it's my fault. (laughs) Everybody now hates you. All the Jar Jar lovers are going to come at me like drones.
7: (laughs) No, it's the opposite.
10: It's that nobody loves Jar Jar, and they didn't want to hear that voice
7: ever
1: again. No, Oh, I see. Same difference. You said it, not me. True (laughs) True or
3: false, Jar Jar Binks wasn't that bad
4: finished over. Again. I love Benedict Cumberbatch by the way, That's if you didn't my, know. See
9: the monster. And
4: no, Roger
10: Banks is terrible.
9: <laughs> I do Roger too. See, let's do it. And let's charge. Oh, both Zachia T. We're
2: like on Benedict. <laughs> oh, no, look at my stupid off. <laughs> I think this is the moment where the world turns on you. It- That's great.
4: Yeah. Oh no, my stupid ears. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh man.
4: That's really funny.
3: Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Just just setting up that clip was a bitch. Yeah. The
4: payoff was worth it. It
3: was definitely worth it. So, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Dude, hey. He's um,
4: awesome. He loves Jar Jar, just like me.
3: Yeah. So, uh.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the club. Me and Benedict Cumberbatch are the only members.
3: (laughs) True. Uh, yeah. It's like that members only jacket.
4: Yeah. Me and Benedict are going to go downtown next weekend and talk about Jar Jar.
3: Alright, so, uh, talking to CNBC, Disney CEO Bob Iger said the following about Star Wars Episode 7. Am I fucking recording? (laughs) Yeah, I'm recording. What are you so saying? What's the use of saying? (laughs) Alright, yeah, I'm recording. Good deal. Alright, uh, Bob Iger, Disney CEO, he said Mm -hmm. the following about Episode... (laughs) (laughs) He said the following about Star Wars Episode 7. I can only tell you that production is underway. No shit. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, Bob. Thanks for the heads up there. Yeah, thanks a pantload, (laughs) motherfucker. We have a very brief hiatus, which is due in part to the fact that Harrison Ford broke his ankle. The footage we've seen is very... He's seen footage. (laughs) The footage we've seen is very, very exciting to us. I think that there is about 500 days left between now and December 18th, 2015, when the movie comes out. That doesn't seem like very long. No. Bob, it really does. No, it'll come before you know it. You can say 500 days, but when you say 2015 to me, it's just like, man, I got to like almost a year and a half to wait for this. You movie. know, it's the other way around for me.
4: The 2015 doesn't sound as long as saying the 500 days to me. I
3: guess it's just, you know. Yeah, 500 for, days a bummer for me. Yeah, yeah. Get it, get it. Five hundred. I, I days. got. It. I saw <laughs> what you did there. <laughs> Mark Webb movie. Five hundred days of summer. I'm fucking hilarious. I saw what you did there, Brian. Wow, I'm so funny. Five hundred wow. days of bummer. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, fucking shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. There's a <laughs> lot of. Uh, pen- he said there's a lot of pent up demand. We're just excited as the fans are about it. So, yeah. We're ready. I'm ready to see something, man. Yeah, thanks, Bob, for a big lot of nothing there. Yeah, right? thanks a lot, Bob. <laughs> I'm glad you got to see footage. Yeah, it must be nice to be the Disney CEO and get to see this shit. Yeah, no shit. Or Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll tell us what more. Star Wars Episode Seven spoilers from Badass Digest. Possible spoilers. No. If you don't want to hear this, turn off the podcast. But I got to report it. All right, I'm out of here. All right, see you, Jake. <laughs> Jake, Jake Binks. Jake, Jake Binks. Um, This comes from Badass Digest. If you really don't want to hear possible uh, Star Wars Episode Seven spoilers, then get out of here. Don't listen to this shit. Yeah. Unlike our Facebook page, Defriend Jake. (laughs) Yeah, right. They say, imagine the standard Star Wars crawl. And when it ends, the camera pans up to the stars. But instead of a spaceship zooming into frame, we see a hand. I, I hate this. A severed hand tumbling through space. A severed hand gripping a lightsaber. That hand falls onto a desert planet. Wouldn't it burn up on entry? I read this
4: a few weeks ago. There's no way this is real to me.
3: Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. A severed hand gripping a lightsaber. That hand falls onto a desert planet where it is discovered by characters who will be our heroes. One is Daisy Ridley, which they're saying she just signed a contract... Rumored for seven, uh, excuse me, for Star Wars eight and nine. Mm. One is Daisy Ridley, the other is John Boyega, who is playing someone trying to change his path in life.
4: Rumored stormtrooper.
3: Yeah. They recognize the lightsaber as a Jedi relic and decide to return it to the proper people. Their quest takes them off world and they meet up with Han Solo and Chewbacca, who aren't flying around in the Millennium Falcon anymore. But they are piloting. Well, that would be a spoiler. Hmm. What are your guesses? I have no idea.
4: I mean, I don't. This is all a bunch of bullshit in the first place to me, so it's hard to pontificate on what. What well, degree? This is crazy. Can I can I talk about the whole hand thing for a sec? Yeah, go for it, and then I'll finish this. Uh, it's like, are we supposed to presume that this is the hand that got cut off Luke at the end Empire Strikes Back?
3: That's exactly so what for we're
4: like supposed to think. Thirty plus fucking years, it's been gripping this lightsaber, floating around in space, right? And then, and then coincidentally lands back on Tatooine.
3: Okay, it was on the Death Star, right? Yeah.
4: It was no it wasn't it wasn't on the Death
3: Star. no. It, no it's no, even no, more it, ridiculous. It was, it was in Bespin on Cloud yeah, City it was on Cloud City you're right, you're right. it was in cloud city this this is insane How this did, how did it get out of Cloud City, then? I
4: don't, there's, This is no way true. In my, If this happens, then I'll eat my shoe.
3: Did, like, one of the Star Wars janitors see this and just, like, chuck it into space? I it, mean, it makes no sense.
4: It sounds like just fan fiction from an excited fan.
3: Who it's, the fuck wants to see, after a Star Wars, crawl a fucking hand?
4: It sounds like some, some dummy that read the Zon Trilogy... And use that storyline where they use Luke's hand to clone another Luke. Ah! Uh, it sounds like a bastard version of the Zahn trilogy, and just working it all in. It just sounds like fan fiction. Shitty
3: to me. fan fiction. Yeah. All right. So they continue, and they say, uh, anyway, Han and Chewie recognize the lightsaber as Luke's. Okay. Their quest takes them off world, and they meet up with Han soul. Han Solo and Chewbacca. That's convenient. Yeah, it is. Convenient. Oh, I know exactly who to take this to. We'll take it to Han Solo and Chewbacca. Wow. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, I don't. I, I really don't buy any of this. And uh, yeah, so they recognize the lightsaber, Luke's lightsaber, and they say that they haven't seen their friend in thirty years. Since the, uh, you know, the end of the uh, events from Return of the Jedi. After that big old Ewok kegger. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 so, begins a quest to find the missing Jedi Master. Meanwhile, on an ice planet, nefarious forces are be- building a super weapon, one capable of destroying not planets... But entire solar systems. <laughs> it, it, again, more of this.
4: After he read the Zon trilogy, he read the Sun Crusher trilogy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is horrible. From everything that we've heard, this is the worst bit of rumors that I've heard.
4: Yeah, I shit all over this. Fuck this rumor. I shit all over it. If this is episode, if this really is episode seven,
3: oh my God. Yeah. Poo poo. All right. All right. <sighs> <laughs> Jake, I want you to go off on this. Just go off on
4: it. It's just crazy. It's just fucked up. I've read this from multiple sources, too, and a lot of people are really pushing this as the truth, and there's just no fucking way. I hope, at the very worst-case scenario, if this is true, that I'm not alone in thinking how dumb this is, that J.J. Abrams is seeing people's commentary on it and quickly altercating it as fast as fucking possible because if that opening scroll pans down to a fucking floating hand gripping a lightsaber in space I'm going to just fucking walk out of the theater
3: It's horrible it's an ab- it's absolutely this is a slap in the face even to fan fiction No
4: yeah that's that's terrible I, I literally will set my popcorn down and walk out of the fucking theater if I see a fucking hand floating in space Right fuck that
3: you know, the only time I want to see like a hand doing anything is maybe an Adam's Family movie. <laughs> exactly. I, I can tell you what my hand's going to be doing if that's how the how
4: the movie opens yeah, up. Yeah, my hand's going to be giving the jack off motion. <laughs> I'll be giving the middle finger to the screen as I walk away. Yeah. So, ouch, ouch.
3: All right, now, um, now, Mark. Mark Hamill, he was – this is true. He was contractually obligated to grow a beard. Yes, it is true. Uh, This is how starved we are for information that uh, people are looking at the beard and speculating on plot details. That is how fucked up this is, Jake. We're looking at fucking – people that we're looking at a beard and we're trying to guess as to what the plot is to Star Wars 7 by looking at a man's fucking facial hair what the fuck is going on Jake I know I I, th- seriously I need you to be my sanity I'm right good I'm gonna there's
4: more to be told in this be- I think the beard has a lot more important stuff going for it than the floating hand. I I subscribe to the beardo Scar- <laughs> Star Wars theory because now let's look at this. Look, you're gonna. I'm gonna walk you through this. I'm gonna make you sane. Okay. All right, please. It's always the beardo. That gets whacked in the first part of every Star Wars trilogy, and Mark Hamill is our new beardo for this trilogy. Yeah, we have. Gwy-Gon's uh, your beardo that gets whacked in Episode One. Obi Wan. Obi Wan's your beardo get the, that gets whacked in Episode Four. Is right. Mark Hamill? I think that's the more interesting question here. Is that is Mark Hamill going to be our our beardo that gets killed in Episode Seven? This brings
3: more, you know. Uh, credence to the phrase fear the beard yes you know what i mean yeah fear the beard if you're the one wearing it no in, shit. in the
4: first episode of a new star wars trilogy
3: you know luke i don't want you to die so as far as like my christmas gift gift to luke uh skywalker it's it's a fucking gillette razor man <laughs> you know save i save that motherfucker
4: i think i've gone on record on this podcast and saying that i'm not the biggest fan of all the old actors returning to these star wars movies you have. and um but I got to tell you, I saw the pics of Mark Hamill in the beard. Have you seen these yet? I have. I think he looks great. For the first time, I got excited about seeing Mark Hamill in Episode 7 with the beard look.
3: I oh. thought he looked great. Have you heard what their reason is for figuring out plot details for this movie because of that beard? No, let's hear it. Uh-oh. All right, here we go. This is how starved we are for <laughs> Star Wars information that people are looking at fake facial hair. And coming up with conclusions for this movie. I gotcha. It's fucked up, man. It is fucked up. That's how starved people are for Star Wars news. (laughs) They're looking at people's beards. Jake. Well, what do we learn from this beard? I gotta know. All right, here we go. Here's, Here's some beard speculation. So apparently the beard is not well trimmed and neat like a jedi would keep it so apparently you know jedi's are well groomed okay sure you know I, I that you know as far as the beards go yeah it's probably in the jedi manual it's part of the jedi order keep your keep your beard well groomed you can't you can't marry you can't uh what is it you got to you got to uh separate yourself from your family yeah yeah and, and you got to keep your beard neat and trim <laughs> no tattoos no ta- no no visible <laughs> tattoos yeah Got to keep those forearms because, you know, some of the Jedis wear polos. You can't have any visible tattoos. (laughs) So, yeah, dude, it's just like – so you got to keep the – the beard is not well trimmed. I mean because, you know, Sir Alec Guinness, that was a beautiful beard. Yeah. So we're saying it's like a hermit beard. Well, what they're saying is that it's not neat like a Jedi would keep it. But apparently it's kind of scruffy and messy. So people are now speculating – He's a nerf herder. That (laughs) he's not gone missing – and is now, now – he's not a hermit, but he's been held captive. Oh,
4: that's interesting.
3: Yeah. I like it. Hmm.
4: So. Yeah. that That's more plausible than Floating Hand, so. Yeah, Floating Hand. <laughs> they should call Episode 7 Floating Hand.
3: Star <laughs> <laughs> Wars Episode 7. Dawn of the Floating Hand. Dawn of the Floating Hand. Um. What else could they call it?
4: (laughs) I I don't know. Han V ankle. Oh man.
3: Um, Hands across the galaxy. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Just it's it's ridiculous. Some of these uh, I think as far as like all the rumors that we've heard, yeah. These are probably the most outlandish. Yeah, this is crazy. This is how
4: desperate we are. Yeah, it's a stretch. Let's not do Star Wars news until we got some better stuff to talk about. That's some crazy shit.
3: No, I want to. I want to report this shit because <laughs> like it's going to be ridiculous. Because like when it, when the movie's released yeah. and we don't see this floating hand, yeah, and, out in space, and I don't have to eat my shoe. And you know, I mean, Mark Hamill's beard—that's probably the most. I don't know. That's probably the most legit thing, though, that I've probably read here. But uh, the next bit of news that we've got coming out is from Latino Review. And speaking of Skywalker, it looks like Luke appears at whatever set Skellig Michael Island off the South Kerry Coast is meant to represent. Hmm. Uh, Hamill and J.J. J. Abrams were spotted on the island as well as cast and crew. Uh with the character placeholders of K and O W, mm. okay. There was a tweet from Owen O'Shea, and it was um, the tweet said, "Still on hashtag Star Wars. Watch in sunny Port Meiji. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, I'm so- yeah." And he says, no sign of Harrison Ford yet, but rumors that lightsabers have been seen on Skellig Michael. Hmm. People are saying that this K could stand for Kira, the rumored production name for Daisy Ridley's character that we talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah. And if I had to guess at O.W., sounds like Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um,. But a lot of people are considering it's uh it's a code name. Yeah. Uh, considering calling Mark Hamill um uh when he called uh what was it? Um Old Wizard. Ah. So he's the new it's a term used to describe Ben Kenobi way back, you know, before we uh, we knew the life history of Ewan McGregor's character Obi-Wan. Yeah, when he calls him that crazy old wizard. Right. Yeah. So now they're saying that Mark Hamill's the new O.W. Yeah. He's the Beardo. He's going right. to die. Um, and so, yeah, what we do know is it looks like that uh, Kira or Daisy Ridley, the actress, and uh, Luke uh, Skywalker could end up on this island for whatever wherever, location, you know, mm. world. We don't know what on. planet it is exactly. yet. Exactly. If it's an established planet, a new planet. Yeah, that they could end up here mm. on uh, together at some point. Hmm. So no John Boyega sighting here. Yeah, so. that's interesting. That's sad. This is sad. Star Wars news, this is what it's become.
4: <laughs> yeah, Star Wars news is not gangster as fuck right now. No.
3: <laughs> Hands, beards, islands.
4: <laughs> yeah. Prisoners.
3: This is what we've got. This is what I've got to go over. We haven't done this for like two, three weeks. I mean, I could talk about like the new, you know, Rebels cartoon and all that stuff. Yeah. We'll save that for when we actually get to watch the pilot. Exactly. But I mean, as far as Star Wars 7 episode, uh, Star Wars 7... I mean, there's not a lot of news coming out right now, guys. I wish I had more for you, but, yeah, we're kind of – it's kind of slim, man.
4: Yeah, the force is not strong with Episode 7 news right now.
3: Yeah, <laughs> ain't that the fucking truth. <laughs> fucking hands. I've got, uh, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch. That but Probably the highlight was Benedict Cumberbatch being Jar Jar. Yeah,
4: that was great. <laughs> My silly ears or whatever he says. Yeah. What was that? Good stuff. So –
3: yeah, hey, this is episode 54, right?
4: <laughs> is it? 54? I think this is it, man. Yeah, nice. Wow, that's a lot. What are mm. we going to do for episode 100 when we get there? God, I'm going to walk away. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, episode 100, that'll be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, it'll be here before we know it. Should we do something epic for 100? I think we should. Yeah? Maybe we should get our shit together and maybe we can have like our first like live call-in show.
3: Live call show? Holy shit, get to talk to some of these people that actually listen to this fucking thing. Yeah, I think that'd be fun.
4: Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to do that kind of thing all the time, but that might be a good reason to do it. Have everyone, you know?
3: Well, you know what? We can have Dante.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> we can have Dante call in and like as, as we're giving out our answers, he can correct us.
4: Yeah. You know what I want? What? Now that we're on the subject, you know how Dante, you know, he'll correct us and tell us everything? I want someone to live tweet our podcast. I want a pop culture leftovers live tweeter. Someone that listens to the episode and tweets opinions and commentary about the episode as they listen to it.
3: Okay, there's an app called Vetal. Yeah. And we could actually record, we could tell everybody, like, just for one episode, we're going to get on Vetal. VTL VTL's like a live feed where, like, people can get on VTL. Yeah. They can join the pop culture. I already have a pop culture leftovers channel on VTL. And they can watch us record live and video as we're doing this. We could, like, tell everybody what time we're going to start. They can watch the behind-the-scenes Shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mean that so
4: much, like actually live tweeting it as we're recording it, but just live tweeting it as they're listening to it. Yeah. I would like to see a couple accounts doing you that. just
3: totally shit on my veto idea, though. Yeah, I guess.
4: You don't think people would like to I don't left. want people to see me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to remain behind the curtain like the Wizard of Oz.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah.
4: Who knows what he's doing back there, but he's got a mic, so don't worry.
3: Yeah, but can you imagine, like, if people would have been able to see, like, the San Diego Comic-Con episode? Oh, God. We'd lose listeners. This is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe next San Diego.
4: They didn't want to see the stuff we saw. Right.
3: <laughs> I you know, I don't know.
4: Yeah, it was fucked up.
3: It was fucked up.
4: Oh, wow. We
3: were worried. I was seriously worried.
4: <laughs> next year, though, we're going to... We're going to make him do it again.
3: Yeah, it'll be the tradition. Yeah. I'm gonna. We're going to talk him into it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I
4: don't think it'll be hard. It won't be hard. No. No? We'll supply the UV this time. Hopefully there's another actress wearing a wig at the
3: time. God, I
4: hope so. Hopefully they're announcing uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. And it's, you know, someone that has to put on a blonde wig.
3: Right. She looks like she's wearing a wig. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, I'm ready to wrap this up. Let's get out of here and go eat. Yeah, I think this is one of our shorter episodes.
4: <laughs> By shorter, we mean between three and four hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we still kill other podcasts in length. Totally, our shortest episodes are still fucking giant. Our
3: girth isn't good, but length. Yeah, yeah, we got you beat.
4: Yeah, we got them all
3: beat. Right, you might not feel us going in, but yeah,
4: (laughs) (laughs) by the end you'll know we were there.
3: (laughs) All right, so yeah, just like all good uh, doggy bags say, let's just like all good leftovers (laughs) say on their doggy bags. Thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, bye, everybody. Live tweet this shit. Live it. Tweet it. <laughs> Rabbit. Later.
2: Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that.
3: And as always, check out our website, www.popcultureleftovers.com. We've got great articles there, comic reviews, movie reviews, television reviews. It's awesome. Check it out. And if you're interested in writing for the site, uh, we definitely need more writers. So send an email to domesticateddave at gmail.com. And if David Griffin likes what he reads, he'll get in contact with you, and you can be part of the team. Remember, this is a non-paying gig, but it's a really cool way to have your voice heard, and we'd love to read your submissions. So get in contact with David, and thank you.
1: And check us out on Tumblr, too, motherfuckers. (laughs) And don't forget, we're on Instagram, too. (laughs) Yeah, that just happened. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that makes us happy like shooting at... Leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids. It,
0: it, it's a trap.
1: Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Erase it, left and breaks it. Tupperware party. Are are party? Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Tupper culture pushed over. Pop culture. Leftovers. And right. with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Yeah. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that sings. Toss it, taste it. do we love it hey let's race it hate it, it let's embrace the tupperware party subculture spill over like a vulture carry over counterculture bush over pop culture left over and with the uncool kids what's to say is already been said left over pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture left over Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, push over pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftover, the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers.